welcome to the third annual Heroes of Noise Noisy Awards, coming to you live from the COVID Cabana Theater in Fresno, California. Tonight, we celebrate the best and worst that 2021 had to offer us in pop culture. It's bound to be a magical evening with tons of laughs and surprises. And now, your hosts, please welcome your Heroes of Noise, Steve Hudson and Dan Ramirez. Oh my God. I didn't think anybody would show up. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. It is the, I would say third annual, but we missed one, but welcome to the Noisy Awards. My name is Dan Ramirez. This is Steve Hudson. Steve, say hi to the people. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's wonderful to see so many people in this amazingly confined auditorium. You know, it was really hard to get this place. I'm glad you found it because it was kind of like a pop-up joint. Uh, Welcome to the COVID cabana. Oh, I love that. You want to sing a bit of it? Uh, no, Steve, I don't. Not yet. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't know that was a plan. <laughs> no, no. Let's just wait till the molly kicks in, and then we'll see what happens, all right? <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. It's COVID. You know what I mean? What are we going to do? Hey, look, dude. You, you live once, and we are, you know, if anything, a pandemic reminds you of that. That's right. That's why I'm on four hits of molly. <laughs> it's time to get busy. I might pull my dick out, Steve. I might. Oh, my goodness. Good thing that they're so close. They wouldn't be able to see anything if they're too far away. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, sir. That's true. But you know what they can see, Stephen? This is year three in a row. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you'll just refer to the left shoe of Steve Hudson, there it is. Old Snakey sneaking out again there, bud. Hey, dude, what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? You got to harness that thing, man. And use it for good, not evil. Look at this wonderful audience tonight. Audience, take a look at yourself by this wonderful addition tonight that I've spent a few... Okay, I'm going to say it. It's my money, Steve. Don't worry about it. It's the Patreon thing. I saved your half, but I used my half for this wonderful Jumbotron screen. Look at that. Hey! Thank you. What an enthusiastic audience. I appreciate all the applause. Jeez! So, yes, take a look at yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Look how beautiful you look. You, sir, booger in the nose, and you're in the front row. That's what you call a fine how do you do right there, Steve. <laughs> Good pullback. Haven't thought about that for a while. Hey, rock and roll, man. Do you know what? Some people have piercings. Some people do uh, dick studs. This guy's got boogers in the nose and he's just representing himself. I would rather have both of those other things than boogers. Really? Would you really? Yes. You can't take those off and throw them at somebody, though, Steve. It's going to take a while and they'll probably know what you're doing by the time that you actually do it. But the thing is, those other things add something to your personality. Well, I guess a booger does, too, but it's an unfortunate. Hey, everybody, look over there real quick. All right, look on back. Hey, everybody. Problem solved, Steve. Problem solved. I appreciate that. That's right. And let me just say, what a wonderful outfit you have on, Steve. You never are a loss for wonderful outfits on the noisies. What are we wearing today? Let's see. Let's just take a look at you from top to bottom here. You have like a a 1990s Jamie Foxx kind of thing going on this year. Hey, dude, listen. Let me tell you something. Those hair implants work. Hey, good for you, man. I should probably get some of those, but I spent it all on the Jumbotron. I mean, look, dude, it was a good purchase. I will tell you. Now, what are we going to do with it after tonight? That's a real good question, Steve. I don't know exactly what we're going to do with it because it doesn't roll up. Maybe we'll just leave it here for next year. If there is a next year, who knows? We may all be dead by the end of this year. You never know, Steve. Well, the goal is for us to live a long and prosperous life, my friend. I'm hoping that we can trust these good folks because we did do the whole, you know, you have to be vaxxed for caution. You had to get your booster before you could come in here. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. My family has COVID right now. 
And so you might just, but then again, you are immortal. We have now learned that you are immortal. One more. I get sick. I just don't test positive. So don't worry about it, folks. Don't worry that my nose is running right now and I may shit myself on stage. It's okay. <laughs> There's not a lot of stars here tonight. You know, it was very hard getting people here because of COVID. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just that or our unpopularity, but we don't have a lot of stars tonight. But there are a few surprises on, on deck. So let's have some fun. Let's go to commercial. We'll be right back. Time to eat. I need those specs by eight. Aww. Sorry, but it's got to be done. When you need to die, but you can't, reach for the snack treat that dies for you. Look, snacks. Jesus, it's new. Oh my lord. Sacrificing a lunch break? Do it with Jesus. Whipped up with 39 fundamental vitamins and minerals, Jesus is the healthy answer. This is really good. Uh huh. Baked through and through with enough cheese goodness to resurrect the smallest of appetites in the most bottomest of bottom days. Let Jesus be the martyr so you can work harder. Delicious enough to please the most decadent Roman, these tasty bite-sized crucifixes will make your next party a religious experience. It's like the body of Christ. Neat, huh? Believe it. But he didn't have to watch his figure. Fat-free. And it's fat-free. Sin giving in to the heavenly taste temptation. Yes, Jesus, the snack treat that dies for you. Snack lovers, your prayers have been answered. Thank you, Jesus. You're a godsend. Jesus, the only snack treat approved by the National Rifle Association. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Steve, do you want to go ahead and do the first award? We've got a few tonight that uh, we got to get through. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, our first award given out tonight will be for Best Kill, and this year there have been plenty. Before we get to that, Steve, let's talk about the honorable mentions. And, you know, I'm a man with manners, so why don't you go first, sir? My honorable mention is from the heart of they fall, the Jim Beckworth death scene. <laughs> Loved it. What about you, I have two, actually. I'm going to go with, uh, let's see, my first honorable mention, Steve, I'm going to go with Michael Myers and the human knife block from 2021's Halloween Kills. Interesting pick. Not the best movie, in my opinion, Steve, but the killing was fantastic. Over the top Michael Myers. I mean, you know I love the movie. I think there's many great parts, but that's okay. Everyone has an opinion. That's true. Opinions are like assholes, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone has one, and they all freaking stink. Honorable mention number two, Steve, Frank eats the principal in Antlers. That's a great death scene, dude. I gotta tell you, that scene right there almost made the cut of best kill of 2021. The only thing is, is that uh, the one that I'm about to talk about when it's my turn, of course, is just so much more violent. So much more violent, but in a way that maybe uh, it's probably a little more palatable for some people. But this one right here, let me tell you what. Frank eating the principal on antlers. Big spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry about that, but it happens and it's true. 
Uh, it's 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 really good, and it was really hard to take this one and move it down one notch. Yes. Now, Steve, do you have any other honorable mentions? No, I have the honorable mentions and my winner. All right, Steve, go for it, sir. My winner for best kill of the year 2021 is Michael Myers and the Human Knife Block. Surprise number one, ladies and gentlemen. Please give it up for the one and only Michael Myers. Oh. Thank you, Michael Myers. Well, wow. I don't know what you said. He trailed off at the end. I've never heard a man's voice before either, so you know what? Special things happen at the Heroes of Noise Noisy Awards. Absolutely. Damn, Skippy. Thank you, Michael Myers. Uh, mind the steps, sir. Oh. <gasps> eh, well, he'll live. He lives through every movie. He got shot. He's fine. Same thing happened on the last awards to poor Keanu Reeves when he fell. He's doing better, though. He's made shitty movies since, but hey, he's hey. doing great. All right, I guess I'll go ahead and say my best kill for 2021. You guys ready? My best kill for 2021 goes to Omni-Man from Invincible when he slaughters the Guardians. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen. I was really surprised by that one when I watched it. I knew I was getting into something good, but when that scene came on, even though it was animated, it showed me that this show was not fucking around. And uh, it, kept, it held my interest for the rest of the show, actually. I, I think I would have watched it all the way through regardless, but that sold me right there. So, again, best kill goes to Omni-Man for slaughtering the Guardians. I'm sorry, Guardians. Applause! Steve, may I take the next one? Please! Thanks, man. I just love hearing my own voice. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, let's get the contact information out of the way. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. That is heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, you can reach us at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan, at DanQPublic, and Steve at SE underscore Hudson Music. You can get all this information and more at www.heroesofnoise.com. And there you can leave us a voicemail, subscribe to the show, and blah, blah, blah. Like I say every week, we have a show to do. You guys have heard this a million times. Let's get back to it. Thank you, Maestro. A wonderful arrangement. Dan, you're a lovey-dovey type. I love you, Steve. I mean, not in a weird romantic way, but I, I, mean, I love you, man. I just I, love... Yeah, I appreciate that, man. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. And so this next category is right up your alley. We are talking about, ladies and gentlemen, the romantic comedy of the year. Oh, romantic comedy of the year. You Come know what? On. You get to love, you get to laugh, maybe even a little bit of crying. But you end up laughing more because it's a romantic comedy, Steve. Absolutely. These things so... don't end on down notes. They really don't. Uh, no. So, I mean, if it's a comedy, if it's not, it's a weird dark comedy. And fuck those guys anyway for messing up the formula, you know what I mean? You know what? You're right. Especially in a year like this, they better be happy. Exactly. We have a pandemic going on. Can't we just laugh a little bit later? They get it. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for your support. There we go. Now, before we get into the actual winners, why don't we talk about the honorable mentions for a while? Who was your honorable mention, Dan? 
First, I want to start off by saying that I really didn't, for some reason, watch a lot of romantic comedies this year. Not entirely sure why. I, I, maybe it was just the mood. I don't know. They didn't really seem to come across my screen very much. And for whatever reason that is, I have two picks today. One's going to be an honorable mention. The other one is going to be the winner. So I'll start off with the honorable mention. And that is going to Free Guy, starring Ryan Reynolds. Great movie. I love the chemistry between Jodie Comer and Ryan Reynolds, and it's, it's just all around a kind of a funny movie. You come out of it, you're smiling, and uh, I got to see it with the family, which is kind of weird when you've seen a romantic comedy, but if there was no sex, Steve. Come on, man, calm down. Oh, so he didn't free his little guy. I like that. Free the guy. There you go, Steve. Let's make a movie. Absolutely. It's going to have to be a certain kind of movie, but yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think that we have the talent and the vision to do this. <laughs> Andre, if you would just leave a... Andre! Andre! Yeah, pay attention, motherfucker. I'm paying you. Go ahead and put a notebook out there with the pen, my friend. Got it? Thanks, Chief. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so if you do, would like to be in the first uh, Heroes of Noise adult movie, go ahead and leave your name and number. We'll get a hold of you. All right, I'm going to stop selling the show, Steve. Let's get back to it. Let's do it. So Free Guy was mine. Honorable mention, Free Guy. That's my pick. My honorable mention was The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. I did not see this movie. I'm sure you did. I did not see The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. I've heard a lot about it recently, especially when I was doing the research for this, and like I said, not a lot of romantic comedies crossed my screen last year. So uh, now that you've mentioned it and I've heard other people mention it, I definitely will be checking it out. It's adorable. That's where it is. There we go. It's adorable. Why is this an honorable mention, Steve? Don't tell me it's adorable. You're adorable. You're not my honorable mention. So. <laughs> it's, it's just... Of all the romantic comedies that I saw, this one leaned into like, yeah, we know you know where this is going, and yeah, we're not going to do anything different. I'm like, you know what? That's what a romantic comedy is. Don't try to be like, and then they die at the end. I'm like, okay, come on. Come on. This is just a straight across romantic comedy. They leaned, they leaned in, and that's what I want from a romantic comedy. That's it. All right. The map of tiny perfect things. Congratulations, everyone in that movie and involved with it that I don't know anything about. All right, Steve, do you mind if I take this one? Handle it. I'm going to go ahead and give you my winner. And it's sort of an odd one, uh, but again, I'm going to say it one more time. Not a lot of comedies that I was watching last year, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you that when I did see this one, okay, first of all, it's, it's stupid. It's about as stupid as you can get, and that is not an insult. Sometimes I need that. I need to turn my brain off and just watch something with certain people that I know can make me yes. laugh, and this, this, this is definitely you know a group of people that did. And... Uh, this movie hit me right when I needed to watch it. So my romantic comedy pick of the year for 2021 is Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> Good pick. I really like that movie, man. It was, uh, it was very it was charming, of all things. It could actually end up being a charming movie. But uh, Kristen Wiig, I'm a huge fan. I don't think she gets enough credit, even though she gets a ton of credit. And her and the crew just actually did a really good job with this one. I've watched this several times, and it seems to hold up. And uh, I'll watch it again. So, yeah, that's my pick for Romantic Comedy of the Year. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Congratulations, ladies. <laughs> you have to say it with the R like that, too. You can't I, just say I did not know you had to do that um, accent. Is that Chicago? Nah, Chicago's more like, uh, hey, I want to go get a bag of weed. <laughs> I snagged my balls on a nail. Yeah, they all talk like that. All right. Well, my winner for this year's Best Romantic Comedy of the Year is Lockdown, starring Chiwetel Ejiofor and Anne Hathaway. I haven't seen this one either. Well, this one, I don't, I'm not surprised. Why is that? 
not a lot of people are like, well, they've never even heard of it. They're like, what? Lockdown? It doesn't sound like a comedy. It is definitely that. It sounds like something that Dwayne The Rock Johnson would be doing. Everything sounds like a Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie now. Rock Down. Rock Down. That's the movie he's going to be in next. Rock Down. Lockdown Part 2 starring Wayne The Rock Johnson. I said Wayne. Dwayne. Sorry, sir. Don't kill me. Rock Down. Starring him and Kevin Hart. Yes, that could also be another adult movie. Andre. Second line, sir. Thanks, buddy. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's okay if you're drinking. I don't mind. I'm drinking, too. We got to talk about this Andre guy, man. What's up next, man? Bro, this has been a tough year, and I think this is the last thing we needed. But we did watch some sad movies, and so the next category is, and the award will go for, Tearjerker of the Year. We're going from laughing to crying, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to it. You want to do the honorable mention, sir? Yeah, I've got a couple, actually. You know, I cried a lot. I was a little bitch this year, Steve. I cried so much. I really did. I cried a whole bunch this year. I, I guess I'm just a sensitive guy, but some people would call me, uh, finger quotes, a little bitch. I'm just saying. Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, get into what bitched me up this year, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. My first honorable mention goes to Pieces of a Woman. This is not a happy tale, folks. This is not a happy tale. This is what happens when you, when you lose a baby and, and how you go about picking up your life are apparently the pieces of this woman. You know what I mean? I'm not going to bullshit you. I saw this one early in the year. I do remember that it hit me kind of hard. It's number four down the list, so I'm not going to really spend too much time on it, okay? But I will move along. I tried to get you to watch this one, Steve, and I don't think you ever did. Uh, Justin Timberlake in Palmer. Yeah, that one was great. Mm -hmm. I thought the chemistry between him and the child, that, the little child actor, I don't have his name handy, was fantastic. I mean, it was a great story. It showed a different side of a child. Well, it's not necessarily a different side, but it touches on something that we don't see a lot of. We're seeing more of it now in television and film. But, you know, uh, just the sexuality of a child and a child trying to find its way and, and fit in the society that maybe doesn't want them because of this. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, it was just a really touching thing, the way... Justin Timberlake's character embraced this kid and gave him like a father figure and uh, the whole thing was really really touching to me so Palmer was definitely an honorable mention for tearjerker of the year uh, a couple more Coda another fantastic movie uh, this tells the tale of a young woman who's off to college soon but she's dealing with the fact that her parents are very dependent on her uh, it's a deaf family they run this fishing business and I think it was a fishing business they had a boat let's just say that and you know it's it's She's feeling like she needs, they need her more than she needs them. And the whole way that that all works out and her drive to get to college, it was a moving movie. And did you happen to see that one? I did not see Coda. You, dude, you got to watch that one. She's trying to be a singer. She wants to have a singing career. She wants to go to college for it. And she's, uh, you know, she's taken under the wing of a music instructor that helps her get there and also convinces her to do this. So I don't know if you consider that a spoilers, ladies and gentlemen, but I think it's worth the watch. It's on Apple. I mean, I think the name of the movie gives it away, unless her name is Coda. What's Coda again? Coda's like where you hit, a, you hit a certain part of the music and you go back, you repeat. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. I thought it was a Led Zeppelin album. <laughs> That's a real good point, Steve. You know what I was going to say? Right? We, were just like, we were in sync right there, sir. 
All right, and then uh, my last pick for honorable mention, or I guess I should say it's like my, my top pick for uh, honorable mentions for Tear Jerker of the Year, goes to Justin Chan in Blue Bayou, or actually just the movie Blue Bayou itself. <laughs> Fantastic movie. And one of the saddest endings that I think I've seen in years. Uh, just, just a, it ripped my damn heart out of my chest watching what happens when someone's getting deported and he has this family that's not going with him. And oh my God, just, I don't even want to talk about it, ladies and gentlemen, but I will say, watch Blue Bayou. It's Justin Chan's masterpiece and he's only getting started. I really thought this was going to be your winner. You know, I thought so too. And then something else happened. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any do you have any honorable mentions? I have none. There's only one that even were in the in the same universe as this movie. I even said it on the show that Blue Bayou was definitely going to be my pick or was going to be in the noises and it has made it into the noises, but something happened just a few weeks ago. So we're both going to have the same pick. Affirmative. Steve go for it. The winner for this year's tear jerker of the year is mass. You say you want to hear, is this how? We're not here to attack you. And we promise that. We want to know how this happened. We need your help with that. I'm willing to help. When you talk about blame on your part, I want to know what you're referring to. It's very hard to answer. Well, please try. It's not just one thing. Tell me about your son. What would you like to know? Everything. I want to know everything. Why? Why do I want to know about your son? Because he killed mine. My God, Steve. There's parts in this movie. Oh, dude. Particularly a scene with Jason Isaacs, where the man just breaks down talking about what he saw that day. I'm not even going to say what this movie's about, ladies and gentlemen. It's still pretty fresh, and you should be watching this. If you haven't heard about it, consider this. You've now been put on notice. Mass is the movie to watch. But there's a scene with Jason Isaacs where he just breaks down and tells a very realistic description of what this man saw on this horrible day. And that man is just acting his ass off. Like, I mean, it just, it just got to me. And the thing that I really base this win on is the fact that I'm watching this movie, and these little tears are forming in the corners of my eyes yeah. and like I can wipe them away normally and be cool but that wasn't the case it just it was like a, t- a little tear turned into this steady stream oh dude and it got me man like honestly like a lot of people say oh I cried I cried at Spider-Man fuck off maybe you did maybe you were excited but this is some real shit and I'm not discrediting your emotions ladies and gentlemen I'm just saying this is a movie that really just sort of punched me in the face I wasn't expecting it and um, yeah I-, I loved it it was just fantastic especially for yeah. parents for parents, maybe that's the case. If you're a parent, oy. Yeah, if you're a parent and your kids are in school, oy. they're still going to school, you, sh- you should watch this movie and then maybe don't get mad at us because we told you to watch oh, this movie. Just be in a right frame of mind to watch this Yeah. Movie. I was not. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. Can you really be in the right frame of mind, though? You can't really be. There's nothing, like, you can't prep yourself. Like, if you're having a... I'll wait till I'm having a sad day. We'll make it sad. Well, then I'll wait till I'm having a really happy day. Well, this will take it down a notch. Precisely. There's no moment in time where I went, you know what? I want to see some of the content that this movie has to offer. Serve me up, baby. No, that's not what I was expecting at all. So I wanted to, you know, congratulate the folks over at Mass. And I wanted to say, Steve, thank you very much for turning me on to this movie. Because I don't think I would have watched it. I mean, I warned you. 
when I told you, you certainly like, did. Yeah, um, you weren't lying. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I didn't know how to. Ref- I didn't know how to say to watch it because I was like, do I even want Dan to go through this? Do I want him? And that this is the which is why this is an easy tearjerker of the year because this is one of the first movies where I was like, I want to recommend this, but do I want someone else to go through what I just went through? I don't know. Yes, you do. The answer is yes, you do. I think everyone should watch this movie, parent or not. Just know that this is something that is dealing, you're, you're dealing with very true to life content. Something that can pop off at any given yes. time. Yes. And more importantly, you're dealing with the fallout of what comes after that. And, and actors just, that can make it come across really well. Yeah, you tend to, <laughs> this movie takes place, I'm not going to go too much into it, but this movie takes place basically in one room. And at some point, it was like I was transported into that oh, room. Oh, no question. And I'm just sitting on the couch watching all this shit go down. Seriously. I oh, mean, yeah. I was sitting on the couch watching it go down, but I felt like I was there. I don't know. Maybe that's an over-explanation of it, but I'm telling you what, ladies and gentlemen, this movie deserves all the credit. It's just wonderful. Absolutely. In a, in a most horrific way. <laughs> Congratulations to Mass. Let's move along, Steve. This one's going to be easy. I don't even know if you have. I do not have of... one. This is the one that just I was like, I don't know. I'm not yeah. in the loop. I don't know. I, you know, and maybe I was reaching a little bit, and it did kind of teeter off towards around like say June, something like that. Maybe it'll come back at some point. But you know what? This has to do with the DC. Let me just cut to the chase. My catchphrase of the year is simply restore the Snyderverse. How much did you hear that last year? A lot. Answer, a whole bunch. A yeah. freaking lot. And I couldn't think of anything else that was like catchphrase worthy. I can't to this day. Yeah. I think that's definitely the one. The catchphrase of the year. Restore the Snyderverse. No need for any type of applause or anything. No one's here. The movie's gone. Let's move along. Let's baby. do it. To a very special, true-to-my-heart category because this is a good one, Steve. I'm really happy about this one. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking album of the year 2021. Yeah! It was a year of music, Steve. We had some biggies. Any mentions that you want to talk about? Well, I'm a big fan of Benny the Butcher. He's a beast on the mic, and that old school hip hop is back in an action, and I loved his. Um, a lot of people put out some really good projects this year, and it's just unfortunate because now that we have Apple Music and these streaming sites, there's so much new music that you just don't get a chance to really remember even what you listened to. Whereas before, when you walked into a warehouse, you actually had a memory of walking into somewhere and buying a new CD. And then you could look through and be like, oh, these were the great CDs that came out this year. We don't have that anymore. These kids don't know about flipping through vinyl properly. No. They go into these little specialty shops now. Oh, look. It's a vinyl collection. Yeah. And we really shouldn't be like braggarts about it, Steve. That's just how we were old, and that's all we're we very old. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, we're not doing anything special. We just—it's uh, not like we were hip to it. That's just all we had. Yeah, cassettes. These, yeah, no these youngsters—they don't know. They're hipsters now. You know, they don't know. So, Dan, you had the one—you were the one with the pick of the guaranteed album of the year. Who did you give it to? I'm glad you asked, Steve. Earlier this year. There was this album that popped up and uh, just kind of out of nowhere, actually. And, you know, and when I say that, it's because I'm getting older. I don't always go looking for the independent music like I used to. You know, there was a time in my life where I was just going to every single live show, no matter what it was, coming through town, I would check it all out. And I knew a lot more. But every once in a while, I don't need to sift through a ton of, of music to find a gem. You know, sometimes you're just digging through the sands and you find a nice little, little something, little piece of gold or something like that. And I... 
definitely feel this is one of those special albums. And not only did we get another awesome album to listen to this year, we actually made a friend out of it, you know? And so um, before I say that, though, I, I'll go ahead and give my honorable mention, if you don't mind. Iron Maiden, Sinjutsu. It's the latest Iron Maiden album, and you know what? They're still killing it. I don't know how many more gallons of gas these guys have in them, but Iron Maiden Sinjutsu is a fantastic album, and I look forward to seeing them on tour this year. But now let's get back to the... Uh, the special moment here. And we do have a little surprise with this one too because, you know, we, I don't like to plan things out, but sometimes you got it to make it, you know, it's a show. We got we to turn things on. So, of course. For this one here, Steve, I actually wanted to go back to a more uh, proper award show etiquette, if you will, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, the album of the year goes to Cashville by Bulk. Thank you. Thank you for everybody who helped Elliot and I achieve our dreams of selling out and reaching our goal of making about $30 off of five years of Spotify streams. We couldn't have done it without you people. Thank you so much. Screw you, Neil Young. We'll take your spot. We don't have the funds for having morality. But no, in all seriousness. Thank you to the Heroes of Noise guys, and thank you to this huge, awesome community for this honor. Uh, it's great to have people who remind you of why we wanted to be musicians and be artists and be silly on stage and wear clown outfits and lights on our heads <laughs> and having fun, and we're so excited to bring more stuff and maybe, maybe do a two-peat for Album of the Year, but thank you guys so much. And you know what? Patton Oswalt might have made that joke on, on Parks and Rec, but I feel like I was totally gonna call Boba Fett and how it was gonna start. And I don't know how that's related to my music, but, and also with my new cloud, hey, don't you play me off, but and with my new cloud as a superstar of the podcast world, I'm totally saying the guy from Leonard Kenny needs to be the new Wolverine. I'm going out there on a limb. He should be the new Wolverine. That's my pick. That's my clout I'm using right now. Make it happen, Hollywood. And, Machine Gun Kelly sucks, and I don't understand why we're forced to listen to him. Um, thank you. Bye. Congratulations, Chris. Fantastic. I mean, you charged me for a t-shirt, but hey, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, that, that's quite the lengthy acceptance speech. Thank you. That's what I'm calling it. Never mind. I was going to do a dick joke, Steve, because you said lengthy, but I'm going to go ahead and move along. We're not going to tarnish Chris's victory. No! And also, congratulations to Elliot Wright, too, who is the second half of Volk, who could not make it. Uh, she was driving the van. The van broke down. So I oh, no. Do Maybe we could start like a yeah, GoFundMe and get these guys a nice ride. Well, once he's on James Gunn's movie, he'll be fine. That's true. Andre, make a note. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I'm paying attention to you tonight, man. All right. Fucking Andre. He's great. All <laughs> is right. He? He's great with quotes. Okay. He's, he's a special kid. He's a real special kid. All right. Let's move along, Steve. We're kind of trucking through these tonight. So there's been movies that we loved, music or movies that we hated, but there's also movies that we hated and everyone on earth loved. So this next category is just for those situations. 
it's the most overrated movie of the year. I don't fuck with you. You little stupid ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. You little, you little dumb ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. I got a million trillion things I'd rather fucking do. Do you have any honorable mentions, Dan? Actually, your honorable mention could have won. <laughs> That's cold, Steve. I, listen, there's a reason that I have this uh, feeling about this movie, and I'm probably going to... We're going to piss some people off. We're going to piss some people off. What are you going to do? You know what you I mean? You are, man. Now, sometimes a movie comes along, and people are just so nutted up about it. because. And I've been there. Don't get me wrong. I've been there. You know, you want this movie to be everything and more. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's something that you grew up with. Maybe it was a television show that's been turned into a movie, or even better, a novel that's been turned into a movie. And... Sometimes we get some really, really good ones. And other times we get ones that are just kind of, eh, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Eh. So this one definitely, for me, falls into that category. I, I watched it. I will say that I think it is a uh, beautifully shot movie. I will say that. I do think that the acting in this movie is pretty good, too. The problem is, in my opinion, there was just not a lot to work with as far as script goes. And this is also coming from someone that hasn't read the novel. So I'll be fair enough to say that maybe it just was me. I didn't understand it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, or at least I didn't understand why it stopped when it did. Because what I was going into was expecting a very long movie with a beginning, a middle, and an end. And we got to the middle and it stopped. And I wasn't real crazy about that. Other people, they nutted their pants. What am I going to do? The movie that I'm talking about is Dune. That's right, Dune. Easy, 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 easy. It's just my opinion. Don't trip out of it. Calm down. Andre, even you, fucking calm down. Don't be looking at me like that. I will fucking dock your pay. Son I'm, of a bitch. That would be dude. You had stronger feelings about Dune than I did. Yes, I thought it was I just thought it was a not a good movie. It stars your buddy Timothy Shamalamading Dong Chalamet. That's your boy right there. That's your boy, man. Bruh, you know it's your what We already had this conversation. Or did we, Steve? Your power of editing is fantastic. There's no need for me to actually delete that. I'll keep it in. He's your boy. I'm just saying, I think that Tim... And we're not going to turn this into a Timothy Chalamet bashing because he's just simply one component of Dune, but uh, I like him a lot better than you, and I think that he did a fine job in this one. My problem with this movie is that it pushed the brakes way too quickly. I understand that. But it did have Zendaya with blue eyes, if that means anything to you. Hey, hey. She is quite the actress. All right, so before I say my winner, and oof, it's a doozy, what do you have for an honorable mention? My honorable mention is Malignant. Malignant? I don't understand, man. <laughs> I'm a horror, I love horror movies. And folks being like, oh, you know what he's doing right here? I think this is a horror movie where the, 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 the audience is doing the work for the director. Oh, this is what he means by that scene. No, I don't think he does at all. You know who did the work for the director, Steve? And the uh, writer of the movies. Actually, Stephen King, when he wrote The Dark Half. Oh. Look at this guy. I've never read The Dark Half. Well, you should watch the movie. It stars Timothy Hutton. It's not bad. Sometimes there's some real stinkers when it comes to Stephen King movies. But uh, The Dark Half, not too bad. The book's fantastic. See, it's always like that. When, people, when we were like, man, Stephen King, sometimes he's I'm like, no. It's the movies that are normally bad. I've only read one Stephen King book where I was like, it was fine. Okay, what have you read? I've read It, 
Sorry, folks. I know we'll get back to the awards, but I, I, I'm talking to the guy here. Yeah, let me look at look. Let me look at my list because you know how I can listen all day to all the books I want. Uh, books. This guy's got a list ready to go. I, You're well, an intellectual. I, I, I could just look through his 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 novels. I've read it. I've read The Shinning. I've read. Uh, didn't finish Salem's Lot. Read Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. Read Pet Cemetery. Stop for a second. What did you think of Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three? Fan. Fantastic. Fucking A it was, buddy. That is such a good book. It might be my favorite Stephen King book, period. It is so fucking it good. It is so good. We should, you know what, can we give an award to it? Like, just an impromptu <laughs> award? Holy crap, dude. I was wrapped in attention. But yeah, the, uh, Stephen King, most of the time he nails it. It's just the movies that are not that great. But I didn't know that this, is this, you think that he kind of got, um, like, he was influenced by the, what is it, the Dark Half? The antagonist is quite similar. Mm. The end result is, you know, maybe I'm blowing the movie for you now. But, I, you know, I needed the money. Thank you very much. No, but anyway, I, it's, it's uh, very similar. I don't really want to give too much. It's an old movie. Sure, I could spoil the show. Well, you're not the first. There's articles right now saying Malignant is basically a remake of Stephen King's The Dark Steve, it's not. Put your goddamn phone away. We're doing an award show, Steve. Can you you're right, this guy? though, is what I'm saying. I believe that. I'm, I knew that. But still, you're being rude to the crowd. I'm sorry. I really need to hear your winner, Steve. I have a feeling it's going to be between three movies, and I have a feeling that the same guy is in two of them. So we'll see how it goes. Anyway, what's your pick? My pick for most overrated movie of the year is Pig. You hated that movie so much. Dude, I am so done with those cerebral movies that the audience has to create these bullcrap scenarios that they feel like the director was meaning by these. No, it's bad. It's not a good movie. It's just not good. Pig, easily most overrated. The only one that gives it a run for its money is Dude. Everything else. Dude, it's, it's, it's a game time. It's game set match. Pig. Oh. That, that movie is kind of like the Aquafina of movies for you, right? Oh, no. I like Pig better. <laughs> She's the only celebrity I could get tonight, Steve. Good job. Oh. I'm sorry. Aqua, Aqua, come on. Come on back. Aqua. All right. Guess we're not going to be in Shang-Chi too, Steve. Thanks a lot for that. Oh, God. Oh, had a God. fucking plan, bro, and you messed it all up. Well, we were going to have Aquafina here, but she's now left the building. So thanks, Steve Hudson, for once again putting the, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's like a finger in the butt to the show. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe that's a good thing. I don't, know. I don't know. Some people like that. Well, maybe her black sense stayed around. I have not. In her defense, sir, I have not heard it oh, in a Jesus. long, long time. I think the last time I heard anything close to it was, uh, I can't remember. Well, it's kind of weird because she said that's just how she naturally talks, though. Huh. I wonder why I went away. Anyway, must be some weird. <laughs> Shout out to Eminem, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's move along. Let's move along. I'm saying. All right, so what is your... I have a feeling I might disagree with your winner, but that's okay because everyone has opinions. What is your winner for most overrated movies? Sir, I have thought about this tenfold. <laughs> uh, from the moment that I hit play on this fucking film, I thought... 
I am currently watching the most shitty movie of the year. Jesus. Maybe not shitty, but definitely overrated. Afterwards, when I went online and saw the raving about this movie, I'm going to tell you folks, and again, it's all opinions, but I don't buy it. I don't see it. I'm not here to debate you tonight, but I'll tell you what the movie is. It's also a Nicolas Cage movie, Steve. Uh-huh. And this movie that I'm referring to is called Wally's Wonderland. <laughs> Bruh, don't try to pull the wool over my eyes, my friend. Much like how you don't like a movie where it's like you're forced to sort of figure out the rest of it yourself because the director was too lazy to do so. Or the writer was too lazy to do so. Uh-huh. This is a movie to me where it's like, oh, it's Nicolas Cage because there's this big section of us that really like Nicolas Cage. And guess what? I do too. I do too. I liked Pig. Kind of. But Wally's Wonderland, y'all? Come on now. I think it's a, it's a little bit of uh, maybe the people that used to go to Chuck E. Cheese and Showbiz Pizza are feeling it. Or maybe the ones that like Five Nights at Freddy are feeling it because it is a little more towards the Five Nights at Freddy ass. You know, uh, it it's got that angle. Yes. But the problem, I don't have a problem with that. I think that's actually pretty cool. I even watched The Banana Splits. Terrible movie, but I was down for it. But Wally's Wonderland gets by on the fact that Nicolas Cage is doing this real cool thing. And the cool thing that he doesn't do in this movie is talk. He doesn't say one word the entire time. He just does his Nicolas Cage thing. And I'm not buying it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, he's better than this. I like Nick Cage. This movie was Trizash. And I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. It is my winner for most overrated movie of the year. Even more than Doom. Fuck you, Wally's Wonderland. Hey, that's a fair, that's a totally fair assessment. We've had some, we had quite, because the thing is, it's not, you're not saying that it's awful. You're saying that people took it and made it way better in exactly. the that it is. Yes. Exactly. That's exactly I what totally I'm saying. understand that. Don't lick my balls and tell me I'm in the pool. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. Did you make that up? Did you make that up? That's pretty good. Oh, thank you. I don't think this lady agrees with it, though. I'm sorry, man. I know. There's going to be a lot of cock talk tonight. I do I apologize. You may want to stand back a little bit. Steve's dick's hanging out. Anyway, Steve, let's move along. This one, this next category is way more up Dan's alley. <laughs> Hold on real quick, man. I'm sorry. I totally didn't mean to cut you off like that. But look how mad they are about Wally's Wonderland. Look at the looks. Look at the pusses on these faces. Between Dune and Wally's Wonderland. Look at all y'all. You bunch of Pretty sheep. Pretty upset. You bunch of sheep. No, don't go. Don't go. Don't go. There's, there's snacks and free drinks. Just stop. I'm sorry. Let's move along now. I apologize. <laughs> Kinda. So the next category is best pop culture phenomenon. Ah, yes, sir. I, Dan is going to take this over because he has some answers for you. Go for it, Dan. What are your honorable mention followed by the winner? I only have one honorable mention. It's kind of the same thing. But uh, my honorable mention for pop culture phenomenon of the year, and I realize it's not like comics, it's not movies or anything like that, but it is a movement, and it's, a, it's something that people just jumped onto, uh, myself included, and kind of dove headfirst into it, and it's still happening to this day. You know, you go to the movies now, and you actually see, com- uh, you see like commercials for it, but with Matt Damon. You know, it's crazy. Like, it's making a movement. So I still think that it's, you know moving its way uh, along. It's just that now we're in 2022. But what I'm referring to is the acceptance of cryptocurrency and Dogecoin of all things. Mm -hmm. I fell into the Dogecoin trap, Steve. You know, I got to tell you something right now. Spoilers. Not doing so good. For right now. For right now. But we'll see what happens. You know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, first of all, a really wise man said you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. That's true. 
You're right. Know when to walk away, sir, and know when to run. And you know what? I'm just still in the hold mode right now. I'm hodling, if you will. There we go. Yeah. So, diamond hands, this kid. But yeah, that's my honorable mention, Dogecoin and cryptocurrency. Crazy popular. It's just that right now it does not look good. Steve, do you have any honorable mentions? I have none. I have been out of the loop on cultural phenomena. I think I'm going to have to agree with your winner. Way to put in the work, Steve. I appreciate that. Really good. Just really just contributing to the show tonight. You only had a year. Two years, tops. Phenomenons, cultural phenomenons. Yeah, you might have the winner here. Yeah, I don't see how we can go any other way with this. Because if there are two words that I heard a lot last year... Uh, in the form, I mean, I heard the words, uh, I saw the masks, I saw several masks, I saw the jumpsuits, and I watched this show twice, and people are still talking about it. But I'll go ahead and give my winner right now, Steve. Sure, I know the answer, but you know what? This is an award show, so, you know, some people would get mad at me that I'm actually wasting paper right now, being that I know the answer, but this is an award show. The winner for Best Pop Culture Phenomena goes to Squid Game. Yes, cheer for it. Cheer for it, ladies and gentlemen. Written and directed by Huang Dong Hyuk. That's right. That's not a joke. That's really his name. The man did something that captivated all of us. I'll go as far as saying that it was last year's Tiger King. People are still talking about Squid Game. Uh, we're still wondering about the old man. I won't say what, but uh, the ending was something that shocked a lot of people. And personally, I think that it should be left well enough alone because it ended on a, an ambiguous uh, situation. I think that we don't need to know what happens. I kind of like being, uh, as Steve puts it, cerebral and just kind of uh, adding my own ending to that. You know what I mean? I don't know, Steve. Do you want to see a sequel? No. I'd rather just end the way it is and so you can just make up your own ending. Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if this is the real guy or not. I mean, I assume it's not because it was played by an actor, but uh, I have somebody walking up on stage right now dressed as the frontman. Let's see what he has to say. I hope he doesn't have a gun. Andre, did you check everyone? Andre! He's not even around, Steve. I'm going to fire this motherfucker first. At his first commercial, he's gone. You know what, sir? Go ahead and stay down right there. You're kind of freaking me out. You want to come up on me? Oh, you're going to come up on me. All right, come on. I would like to express my gratitude and my utmost pleasure of being here tonight accepting the award for Squid Game. Thank you all for 3D printing my masks and keeping me in the limelight. Thank you. Bro, you came up for that? That was impressive. <laughs> That's one way. Straight to the it. point. That's one way of putting it. All right, well, thank you. Uh, guy dressed up like frontman. All right, you know what? It's COVID. We don't have the, I told you, we don't have the heavy hitters this year, so. That was a heavy hitter. Hey, but it wasn't even the real guy. I don't know who the hell that was. <gasps> Andre! <laughs> you fucking win, bro. That was good. That was fucking Andre. What? Okay, you're not fired. Fucking Andre. <laughs> who knew he had a frontman costume? <laughs> He's a rascal, that one. <laughs> Andre. He's a rapscallion. He's a, you a rapscallion, Andre. <laughs> Indeed. You won my heart, Andre. Now get back to work. (laughs) Hell of a show, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic so far. I'm feeling pretty good. Hey, uh, I got to take a squirt. I don't mean to be uh, rude or anything like that. Can we take a quick break? Commercial break? Let's go back. Commercial break. No, no commercial break. You know what, Steve? I'll just wait. I'll just wait. I might. uh, uh, Andre, water bottle, please. Empty it. There we go. Thank you. Hand it to me. 
not right now I'm talking, but you, you get it. Andre, I <laughs> love that kid. All right, let's move along to the next category. Ladies and gentlemen, there's many a movie, many a script, but only one or a few scripts with quotes awesome enough for us to remember any of them. And that has to do with our next category, ladies and gentlemen. Our next category is coldest quotes. Oh, I love this one. Ladies and gentlemen, this awesome category is so straightforward, we didn't even have honorable mentions. Dan, what was your coldest quote of 2021? My winner for coldest quote of 2021 actually comes from a 2020 movie, but it was at the ass end of it, and I saw it right at the beginning of 2021, so I'm going to go ahead and include it. I hope you don't mind. I don't think I'm cheating. And besides that, we skipped a whole year, so just forgive me. You got it for free, ladies and gentlemen, okay? My winner is Psycho Gorman, the quote being, I don't want to die. And Psycho Gorman says, then live forever. You know what? I don't do it very well, so let's go ahead and hear it for ourselves. Hell of a quote, in my opinion. Great quote, man. I don't want to die, then live forever. I'd have personally put motherfucker on the end of it, but you know what? I'm no Sam Jackson. Fantastic. What do you got, Good Steve? Picture. Thanks, man. What do you got? My, my uh, coldest quote comes from, obviously, The Heart of They Fall, because I love that movie. And it's from Regina King playing Trudy Smith. I'm not going to even try to say the line. I have a feeling Andre could pull it. Andre, you good? Hit it. Mike could have said nincompoop. We ain't no nincompoop. They say something and even start with the end. They gonna meet the same thing. That's a good movie. <laughs> She's so good in that movie. They're all so fantastic in that movie. Oh, Jesus, man. It makes me want to watch it again. I think I might have to watch that one tonight. Seriously. <laughs> such a good movie, man. And I love that they were all real people that existed, too. That's nuts, man. Makes me want to get a six-shooter. And I probably will accidentally shoot my foot, so I won't. I got a six-shooter. I took a Viagra. <laughs> I'm kidding. I did. Well, I did, but I mean, don't worry about it. It's, it's, it, it's just to chase the molly. You know what I mean? And by the way, Steve, starting to get a little tingly. Oh, are you? I didn't know it takes that long to hit. No, if you feel me stroking your shoulder, that's all I'm going to stroke, but you have a very nice material that you wear. I appreciate that. It's, no um, it's actually snakeskin. I appreciate it, too. It's feeling wonderful on my fingertips. All right, let's move along. 
Oh, by the way, Andre's on it too. And that maybe did it hit you already, Andre? That's what it is. That's where the fucking front man thing came in, huh? It's genius, but Jesus, man. Chill a little bit. Mind your manners. All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, something just came through right now. So we're going to take a quick little pause because, uh, as I had mentioned before, when we gave the award to Volk, Elliot had not quite made it yet. The band broke down. Elliot is now here. And, uh, I am very happy to say, because I was super disappointed that we weren't able to do this. We have the, the, everything's ready in the back. We've been sound checked. It's just that uh, we were missing a key ingredient. But that's obviously no longer an issue, ladies and gentlemen. So without further ado, it gives me great pleasure to introduce you from Nashville, Tennessee, with their hit, Welcome to Cashville. Give it up for Volk, ladies and gentlemen. All right, you human piles of filth. Now I got expensive taste here at Romanus Records. These white alligator boots ain't gonna buy themselves, so you get your
Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I fucking love that band. Didn't that song rock? Of course Absolutely. it did. Absolutely. Of course, I already knew the answer to that. All right, so uh, the next category, Steve, is a good one, I think. This is one of my favorite ones of the year, actually, because uh, you have to have a little bit of backup with these, and you have to, you have to explain why. Much like the, most of these categories, but this one, you got to earn it. So this category right now is Best Villain of 2021. Steve, hit it, my friend. My honorable mention, ladies and gentlemen, is from a movie that actually snuck up on me. It's a movie that I was not expecting to like or see. And let me tell you, boy, did I both love and watch it. It is called Superhost, and my nominee of honorable mention, Grace Gillum as Rebecca in Superhost. It was, um, it's a sneaker. We weren't expecting to like it, but remember, we're kind of buddies with the director, Dan. I don't like to name drop Steve, oh. but uh, Brandon Christensen is our home. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon could not make it. Brandon lives in Canada. And Brandon was going to try and make it tonight, but unfortunately got held up at customs. Sounds like he's doing the super most. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I recorded with him, ladies and gentlemen, right there. Go ahead, take a bow, Steve. Nice that's a curtsy. Okay, but it's okay. That'll work, too. It'll work, though, right? right? You know what? It's probably all that Muay Thai, because that was a beautiful curtsy. <laughs> Seriously. He's a hell of a dancer, too. I've seen it. All right. Um, let me get into mine. I actually have a few more, Steve, before we go into the winner. All right. Um, I do have some honorable mentions, so let me go ahead and just list them off real quick. Uh, no particular order. I'm just going to go ahead and read them. Honorable mention is uh, from the series Midnight Mass, Bev Keen. One of the just... Most evil people, although she thought she was religious, one of the most evil people that I think I've seen on screen, particularly in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, uh, I watched that one. First time I uh, saw her, I was sick. I think I had COVID, Steve, and I, was, uh, I took an edible, and I was just all fucked up. I, I was in a, I, no, this is a true story. I was actually in Sacramento in a hotel room, and I thought I was going to die. I had to wake up the wife. I thought we were going to go to the hospital. But instead, I was like, nah, never mind. I'm feeling good now. Hey, look, there's Bev King. <laughs> Great. Show, Midnight Mass. If you guys haven't seen this one, it's fucking fantastic. Next up, Omni-Man from Invincible. I already kind of talked about why. When you get J.K. Simmons to play your villain, you you can't go wrong with that. I mean, the man was in Oz. Did you see Oz, Steve? Of course. A lot of sex in that one. There is? sex. There's a ton of sex. Plenty, some would say. Plenty of sex, you know what I mean? It's that man-on-man shit, too, so if you like that... Check out Oz. It's on HBO Max, playing now. Anyway, um, next one up. Psycho Gorman. We just talked about that, and I think I just proved, I've proven why the man's witty and scary, and he's a being from a different dimension that has been sent to the planet Earth to destroy everything on it. And I think yes. that's a good enough reason to make yourself a villain. Be called a villain. I'm going to skip around just a little bit here, because this is a more lighthearted one. I thought Catherine Hahn as Agatha Harkness in WandaVision was actually good, entertaining. Uh, I know she wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but I love Katherine Hahn, and I love WandaVision, and I think that she fit very well in that universe. So uh, applause to Katherine Hahn for Agatha Harkness. Uh, Rebecca, I also have Rebecca from Superhost, Steve, played by Grace Gillum. She was fantastic. 
Um, you know, she really could have taken this, but I just had a, what I felt was a little bit more of a thorough, uh, a little more important one, and I'll explain yes. why. And then lastly, this one is debatable, but I think that most people would see my point. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff. I see that. Yeah, let me see. And actually, that was the last one. I apologize. Um, I saved the best for the last of the honorable mentions. But Elizabeth Olsen in, as Wanda Maximoff in WandaVision. Uh, a lot of people see her as a superhero, which she is, of course, because she's an Avenger. But she was doing some really fucked up shit. And if you haven't watched it, I mean, I'll just say she took over a whole town just because she was tripping. And I think that makes her qualify as a villain, if you ask Absolutely. me. Absolutely. You know? But uh, my last honorable mention could have taken this. I had to think about this one, and after I was running through some, uh, you know, some quick watches again, I was like, oof, I kind of didn't give my man enough credit here. So he easily could have taken the winning you know, role here, but that's not the case. Uh, my best honorable mention goes to Idris Elba as Rufus Buck in The Heart of the Fall. Uh, my man was just stone cold and did some of the coldest shit that I've seen last year on film. And, you know, he's one of those, act, he's one of those uh, villains, too, that, sure, he's doing these things, but he also has a reason why. May it, you know, uh, and probably think, much like the, I'm not comparing them any way, shape, or form, but kind of like how Thanos thought he was right about things, same thing. Rufus Absolutely. had a mission, and uh, because he had to make sure that this mission didn't fail, he did some of the most horrific shit ever. So The Harder They Fall, again, is a fantastic movie. If you haven't watched it, guys, check this one out. It's on Netflix. But now, Steve... Why don't you go ahead and give your winner for best villain? Here, you can borrow my envelope. My winner for best villain of 2021 is Idris Alba as Rufus Buck in The Heart of They Fall. I think a lot of it was the first scene and what the first scene ended up meaning at the end. And I was like, man, this dude is a cold cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very wonderful. And how straight-faced he was and how killing just wasn't a thing for him. It's what he does, baby. You do this nine to fees eye. And it's a very important uh, thing to say, too. You love your kids. Treat your kids right. You know what I mean? Treat your, your children well. Little shout out to Crosby, Stills, and Nash there, Steve. Look at you, you know, listening, listening to this. When did you start listening to Crosby, Stills, and Nash? You can't avoid that song. It's everywhere. What are your thoughts on Sweet Judy Blue Eyes? I've never heard that song. I guarantee you have, Steve. Do, 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 no. Okay, Steve, you know what? I had to do that for you. Now you have to listen to it because I just made a fool out of myself again. <laughs> and all these people on national television, we just don't know where it's going yet. <laughs> it's, it's there, dude. It's, what can I say? And then they start speaking Spanish for some reason. It's really weird. All right. Yeah. Cultural appropriation. Hey, shout out to Eminem, uh, Crosby, Stills, and Aquafina. All right. There we go. There we go. We're just we're being all inclusive here. My winner for best villain of the year goes to I'm just kidding. The winner is Willem Dafoe is the Green Goblin for Spider-Man No Way Home. Nice. Not only was Willem Dafoe able to come back as the Green Goblin, spoilers, but guess what? It's been out for a while and it's your own damn fault if you don't know. Not only was he able to come back as the Green Goblin, but he came back, what, almost, uh, how long ago? When did, when did that movie come out, Steve? I mean, we're getting close to 20 years. I know we're not quite there yet. 
this came out when my son was just a kid. So I'm thinking it's like 18, 19 years ago, something like that. And the thing is, not only does he come back, but that he still looks pretty good. And, and there's no way that he can't look like the Green Goblin. This guy didn't even need any fucking makeup to begin with. He didn't need that crazy helmet. He could have just done what he does and smiled crazy. And he, you know, uh-huh. and, and he could have completely, as he proved, he just needed like a hood. And he was, he was the fucking Green Goblin. That's but true. the man killed Aunt May. Jesus Christ. How do you do that? How do you do that to that piece of ass like that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nothing? All right. Well, then, you know, that just makes me a perk. But anyway, <laughs> Willem Dafoe did a fantastic job. He came back. And not only, in my opinion, I think he kind of surpassed his role in the original Spider-Man because he was way more evil. And, of course, he, what he did. So that is my pick. Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin in Spider-Man No Way Home. That's a really good pick. Nice job, Willie. Yes. What's up next, buddy? Let's see. Uh, Why don't we go with a... Let's do the best ending. How about that? Let's rock and roll. Best ending. I'd like to rock and roll, Steve. Best ending of 2021. Now, this really could have been a movie. It could have been a television show, whatever. Uh, In our cases, I do believe that we went with movies. So, Steve, you have an honorable mention on this one. I don't. Why don't you go ahead? My honorable mention is an amazing horror comedy, more comedy than anything. It's the ending of Werewolves Within. Can't really say anything about the ending, but I will say that it is really fun, and the makeup is amazing. It really was a good movie. It was a really... The fact that this movie exists is a wonderful, wonderful thing. So yeah, the ending of Werewolves Within is my honorable mention. That's a good one. You know what? Can I just piggyback on that? Not really piggyback, but can I just say me too? Because I didn't really think about that as far as an ending goes. But now that you mention it, especially with who the ending holy crap uh, involves, yes. um, I'm a huge fan. I think you know why. Uh, just uh-huh. it really, really worked well. And this movie was just way funnier than expected to be. And it's kind of like um, it could have been a, not necessarily a play. It did have some aspects of like a play sometimes because of the situations that they were in. But it just took these unlikely people and put them into this room together and magic kind of happened. And it's one of these movies that I don't think people are really talking about very much. So I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, let's call that our Heroes of Noise pick of the week. If you have not seen Werewolves Within, you're doing yourself a disservice. And I'll say this, it was one of the only movies that I purchased last year. Hey! Yeah, because I steal all the rest of them, Steve. Hey! You freaking own it? Yeah, I own that. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, and guess who can access it? Not that you watch movies again, twice, but... It's there I, for you I, if you want it. I would, I would actually, that's one of those that I, I would actually watch again. All you got to do is add a werewolf, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. <laughs> I don't think that's a spoiler. It's in the title. Yeah, they should have done, see, Nick Cage should have done Werewolf Pig. Now we're talking. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's, that's just, what's, the, what's his next movie? What's he doing these days? I forgot that there's one coming up, actually. Because they come out like every six weeks. Yeah, there's one coming up, actually. Nicholas Cage is coming up with a movie fairly soon here. So I'm sure it's going to be another one of another, those. Another banger, I'm sure. Oh, you, 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 like, you've turned on Nicholas Cage. No, that's not true. I'm just not buying it that every movie he puts out is good. Because he puts out too many, and the frequency of that just doesn't make any sense. Statistically speaking, you should not have that many wins when you're going that fast. You're going to have some fails. You know what oh, I mean? he has that... Um, where he plays himself coming out. Yeah. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah. I'll be watching that for sure. We're going to talk about that one, but I'm not holding my breath. We'll see what happens. You're not excited. I'm not impressed. Not impressed. We'll see, though. I'm just mad at him about Willie's Wonderland. That's all. I kind of forgave him. 
Pig was easy for me to forgive, but Willy's Wonderland, I'm still pissed. I'm still pissed because I'm, we just talked about it, and I'm actually kind of angry now. Understandable. I'm about to take it out on Andre. Just kidding, buddy. You're doing a good job now. Put your penis away. Just kidding. Kids, kids they just can't stop touching their dicks. I remember. I'm doing it right now. Just kidding. All right. I'm really not pissed you would see me doing that. Right? <laughs> yes, my hand's in my pocket, but ignore that. Okay. So my winner for best ending, uh, I think a lot of people are going to go with this one. Maybe it seems like a cop-out, but I will say that when I saw this movie, I came out grinning ear to ear. Yes. Uh, I, I laughed. Uh, I even kind of cried a little bit, but not because of uh, sad stuff. It was just more like I was just so excited to see what was going on on screen. I'm not here to talk about that part because I am talking about the ending. But what happens in the ending, how it ends, things can go anywhere right now. And with the, uh, the actor involved with this movie, which I'll get to in just a second, talking about probably being fine with just not coming back. I got a feeling he will because money talks and bullshit walks. Um, I think that if they decide to not go further with him, this would be a good place to stop and, you know, you know they're going to reboot the franchise anyway, so it really doesn't matter. But I think if, if they stopped right now, I would be content with that. But the movie that I'm referring to, cryptically, of course, is Spider-Man No Way Home. I won't say just yet. Tell you what, I was going to say what happens in this one. But this still, this one is just so, so uh, like, oh my God, look at just what happened. That for the few of you hooligans out there that haven't seen this yet, I'm going to be nice and let you go ahead and just watch it. So I'll be nice. Yeah, Spider-Man, No Way Home. That is awesome, man. That's why I picked it, Steve. <laughs> That's what we picked. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was still dealing with Andre. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's a man. Yes. All right. Oh, the next one's going to be fun. People, we have seen many movies. We have seen many good ones, many bad ones. All of them had actors. And to weed those out to the best of said actors is a, quite the daunting task. But we have done it on this show and on this show alone. No other show I've ever done best actor in a category before. We're going to do it today. Today is best actor in a motion picture. No one, I can't believe no one ever thought about this category. It's really strange. I mean, you would think that being at the, the movies that we're talking about, that the people that are in them would get some kind of accolade, but no. So here we are with a brand new category, ladies and gentlemen. Best actor and best actress. You're welcome. Feel free to share it. Don't keep that shit to yourself. So what are your honorable mentions, Dan? I have one honorable mention, and honestly, he could have been the winner. A fantastic portrayal of Fred Hampton, and pretty much everything that this guy is in is pretty fucking good. I mean, I, I can't really think of a bad role for this guy. And this might be, this is debatable, but maybe his best role so far? I don't know. I think so. But uh, I think he did a really, yeah. Really he really did. Uh, however, he did not get my win. Uh, he is my honorable mention, and that is Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Nice. How about you, man? I have no honorable mentions. That's it, huh? There's only that's one. It. Okay. It's only one. I should have put, you know what? I do have an honorable mention. All right. That's the spirit, Steve. Pull one out of your ass. Jason Isaacs in the mask. Ooh. God damn it. I just thought about that. You just made me possibly change my winner. <laughs> <laughs> God damn you. Okay. Um, yeah. Man. I'll, oh, man. Steve. <laughs> Okay, I'll keep an honorable mention, just for fun. 
But yeah, that's a fantastic pick. I'm surprised I didn't put that there myself. I think I might have gotten lazy on the notes if I'm being honest with you. So yeah, Jason Isaac from Mass is my my uh, honorable mention. Jesus Christ! Well, let's go ahead and go with the uh, the wins then, Steve. Who's your who's your best actor? 2021. My winner for best actor of 2021 is Daniel Kaluuya in Judas in the Black Messiah. Daniel was going to be with us tonight, but he doesn't give a shit about the show. So uh, <laughs> he's just like, who are you? I don't, I've, what do you have? Like, like four listeners? Yeah, fuck off. But anyway, we have more than four, right, ladies and gentlemen? That's right. <laughs> there's four of you. Four and a half. I think there's a lady that's pregnant there. So, okay. My win, Steve. Uh, I'm, you got me rethinking some shit right now, but I'm going to go ahead and stick to it because at the time that I wrote it down, I felt that it was just and true. And I still do. It's just that damn you mentioning Jason Isaacs to me at this moment in time. The winner for best actor for me is, can I please have my envelope I've been using over and over again for the purposes of special <laughs> effects? Thank you. But I can't read anymore. And this was probably something I shouldn't have shredded. Okay, thanks. Here we go. That was really loud. Did you hear that? Listen that's that a is, big rip. It's a big room. All right. The winner is Justin Chan for Blue Bayou. That is fair. Fantastic job. Listen, the first time I saw Justin Chan, I didn't realize it was Justin Chan because I didn't know there was a Justin Chan that existed. I just saw this kid with goofy yeah. hair in the movie Twilight carrying a camera around. Just with the goofiest hair ever. Remember that shit when My Chemical Romance was big and all the all the skinny skinny jeans and dudes walking around looking down, ruining their posture and like flipping their hair and shit that's always covering one eye? That's the time. You know what I mean? Kristen Stewart was there too and it just was all bad. But anyway, years later, Justin Chan, I find out, is a fantastic scriptwriter and a movie maker. And he put in a hell of a performance on this movie. Uh, this was another one, like I mentioned before, that was tearjerker for me and probably could have won it very easily if Mass hadn't come out. It would have won. But it just tells a tale of a guy that, uh, in the process of getting deported for reasons that he probably shouldn't have even been there in the first place, but had the events that transpire in this movie not happened for the reasons that they happen this man would have been living a happy life taking care of a wonderful wife and a child and it just doesn't go that way so um, i recommend that you watch this one i think he gives a fantastic performance and like i said when we talked about it originally this was going to get talked about this year and here we are so congratulations to justin chon for blue Bayou. That's a really good pick, man. No lie. I don't know, man. It just that movie really, really tugged at my heartstrings, dude. And it's just that ending and his oh, interaction dude, with that little that, girl. Oh, that last that ending at the dude. airport. Ooh. It gutted me, dude. It gutted me. And I remember going, Steve, you've got to watch this movie. And I told everyone I could about it. So uh, if you haven't heard me say it, you're saying it, I'm saying it now. Watch this movie, Blue Bio. It's just fantastic. It's not going to get the party going, ladies and gentlemen, but it is something that you should definitely watch on your own. Yeah, aren't you the one that told me to watch that? Yeah, immediately after I watched it. That was a really good uh, decision. I really liked that movie, man. It was good. You know, they don't always have to be about superheroes and killers and shit like that and werewolves. I'm not saying you. I'm saying you and I both and everyone out there. Sometimes you got to go and uh, yeah, yeah. try your emotions. <laughs> see, see exactly how much you can take. And I mean, if we're between Mass yeah. and Blue Bayou last year, I don't. I should I mean, still be crying. You know what did I mean? You, 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 did you weep at the end of Blue Bayou? Like weep or just tear? Uh, I had some legit tears going on. But like I mentioned when we talked about Mass, 
I could control them to some degree. I could be like, nah, that's cool. I just got something in my eye real quick. And I'm all right, I'm all right. But with masks, there was no, there was no stopping that train. They're both super sad situations. I think I just related a little bit more to what was going on. It was something that I could never want to find myself in that. But I, yeah. I, that's something that could happen. You know what I mean? For, to me, not yeah. necessarily the other way. With I totally movie. get that. With Blue Bayou. So. That was supposed to sound eloquent, folks, and it didn't. I'm sorry, the Molly is really kicking in right now, and y'all look fucking lovely, and I want to have sex with each and every single one of you. That, is that what Molly does? What's that? What, did you just hear what I said? <laughs> it really is kicking in, bro, because I thought that. Whew! Uh, Andre, can I get some orange juice? Thanks, man. I hear orange juice helps. You could short it to Dre, you know. Andre likes to be called Andre, Steve. Okay, okay. I'm just like, that's a lot of Andres. It's like when uh, someone calls me Danny. It's not my name. I don't like it. I didn't know people did that. You don't like Daniel either, huh? Uh, no, I like Daniel. He's a good guy. Great band. Farouk, ladies and gentlemen. That's, a, that's another pick of the fucking week right there. <laughs> Go check him out at Strummer's in Fresno, California. Opening up for Soulfly. Aww. All right, Steve. Best actress, what do you got? My honorable mentions right now. Is Regina King in Harder They Fall? Ooh. That's yeah. a good one, right? Honorable mention. That's nice. You have a few honorable mentions, Dave. I got some honorable mentions, bro. Now, I'm not going to go. Because I have so many of them, I'm not going to explain okay. why. But I'm just going to sort of roll through these real quick. Because these are women that left a mark on me. Some of them, arguably, no, no. When I, when I get my pick, like my winner, they just can't compare to this. And that's not an insult okay. to them. Because sometimes you just can't. You can't win. You just can't. So I'll start off with Sierra Bravo, of all people, in the movie Cherry. I think she did a fantastic job. I love her work in Wayne's. So you still haven't seen that. Movie. Sierra Bravo can act her ass off, and she did a great job in that movie. Uh, fantastic. Uh, I'm going to go with Sandra Bullock for The Unforgettable. Huh. Yeah, not the best movie. Okay. Not a bad movie. But I really enjoyed okay. her performance in this one. Uh, moving along, Steve, she's there. I just didn't, she didn't win. And again, no particular order. But yes, Regina King in The Harder They Fall. Fantastic. We just said why. Uh, moving along, we got Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman. And my last, no, no, sorry, I got one more. Uh, we have Amelia Jones for Coda. And then my last pick for honorable mention goes to Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. That's a fantastic honorable mention situation right there, buddy. Uh huh. Yes, sir. Uh, spe- shout out to Gur Noise for hooking me up with a uh, free copy of that shit. I love it. Thank you, sir. I mean, dude, you did it. I mean, that's really good. Now I feel like I'm missing so many people. I'm so impressed by your picks. Thanks, man. But you know what? I'm impressed by our pick for winner for 2021, the best actress, Steve Hudson. Here's my envelope. Do it to it. Our choice for best actress of 2021 is Martha Plimpton. In mass. People, we have dramas, we have comedy, we have documentaries, we have thrillers. But my favorite category has always been horror movies. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the best horror movie of 2021. Honorable mentions. 
I have two. Uh, one of them we just mentioned a little while ago, and that's going to Superhost. Super, super entertaining. No, you know, no pun intended, but a super entertaining movie. <laughs> I didn't see where I was going, Steve, until I got there. Uh, you know, a super entertaining movie. Uh, very likable, if I can say. Very likable villain. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be my honorable mention. Superhost. Uh, Steve, honorable mention for you, sir. Uh, the aforementioned Superhost. And um, another movie called The Deep House. Ah, I have not seen that one. Those are the two. Yeah, it's very, very good. Fantastic movie. Uh, so those are my two honorable mentions. And we both agree on the winner. That's right. I really like this one because it takes like a, uh, it comes from like a Native American folklore. And the way that this character came to life on screen could only be done by the great Guillermo del Toro. Yes. Yeah. The thing with this movie, Steve, is that I know that you've seen it, but I, I bought this one to another movie that I purchased this year. And some of the, I know you don't like to see these things, but some of the um, vignettes that come with this movie show the creature in so much more detail. It makes me kind of wonder why they didn't put it in there. Maybe it's just for mm-hmm. the sake of, you know, keeping things mysterious and, and a little more horrific. But, I mean, just fantastic work that was done on this creature. And I'm talking about the movie Antlers. I'm talking about the Wendigo. Love that movie. Steve, a little surprise for you, sir. Uh-oh. Coming up to accept the award, Steve, is none other than the Wendigo. Come, give him a round of applause. Don't run. He's fine. He's been sedated. And I gave him Molly. How you doing, man? You scary son of a bitch. I'm going to stand over here while you do your thing. <laughs> He said, thank you. <laughs> I don't know what the rest of the... What, yeah, I, I wonder what the, if he could do that. Huh? I don't know. It blew my mind. But uh, hey, maybe that's all he knows. Congratulations, Wendigo. <laughs> See you later, Frank. That is so funny. What podcast could do that? That's right. Heroes of Noise. Here we go. You got the Wendigo. Stand back, Andre. He's coming through. All right, Steve, what do we got next? Now, uh, obviously, horror is always fun, but now we have best thriller. Something that Dan was able to get not only honorable mention, but a winner for. Dan, take it over. So my first honorable mention is a movie that came out last year. Go figure. And uh, it's starring a very unlikely person. Like, I did not expect this actor to do that performance in that particular style of movie. So for that, I got to applaud him because I just ne- I, I knew there was comedic talent there. I did not know that there was this side of him that could actually do like an action movie and thriller movie at the same time. And I'm talking about Bob Odenkirk for Nobody. Also, Promising Young Woman. We mentioned that one already. Another great movie. Another movie, Steve, we talked about this one, but it's one of the movies that I'll be honest with you, I kind of forgot about until recently. And I was looking around and went, oh, yeah, that came out in 2021. Came out on Netflix. Do you remember a movie called I Care A Lot? 
It sounds so familiar. Who's in it? You have Rosamund Pike. Oh, where she's the drug. Peter dude. Dinklage. Yeah. Eliza Gonzalez. Dude, that <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, movie. that was another great movie of just, uh, it's those kind of movies where it's like, who's going to fuck over the next person? No, she wasn't dressed. She was doing old. She was home. yeah. She wasn't a rep. She was uh, yeah. you know, what do they call that? When they like what Britney Spears had? What's that called? Oh, uh, um, let's just not even try. <laughs> We're good let's with the English, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, you know that thing. That's what we do. Yes. You know what? I it's, I have an excuse. Dude. You're completely sober. I'm on Molly, so you should be remembering Jesus. this. Conservator I'm is good. the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, there we go. She is the conservator for some elderly people, and she's up to some shady, shady business. And the way that this movie plays out is just fantastic. It was great. It was another roller coaster ride. So loved it. I care a lot on Netflix. And then my last honorable mention goes to Stowaway. Do you remember this one, Stephen Hudson? Stephen Eugene Hudson? Stowaway. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the one where they're in space? Yes, sir. Okay, with Anna Kendrick? Yeah, Anna Kendrick. You had Daniel Day Kim. You got Tony Collette. I love Tony Collette. And then, of course, Shamir Anderson. It was a surprise. That's a good movie. Yeah, he was like he was like uh, he was the wild card of this movie, and he was really the key ingredient to it. And this movie just involves some uh, scientists and astronauts that go up in space, thinking that they got a crew of three. And guess what? Some dude falls out of the vent because he got stuck when they took off. And you know, it really shouldn't have happened, but it did. And uh, it's a really what I like about this one is it's a matter of like um, not people that are terrible people doing terrible things. It's People that are forced to make terrible decisions for the sake of their survival and how are they going to go about it? What's the actual decision that they end up coming up with? And this, this lasts throughout the entire movie. I thought it was really, really good. It's a stowaway. Yeah, honorable mention. That's my high honorable mention. And then... Um, that's a really good... I, you know what? I should have put that as an honorable mention for best ending, too. You fucking look fantastic, bro. Like, I never notice how, how nice your eyes are. And I really want to go dancing now. You should be dancing. What do we got next? Woo! My mouth is dry. Are you okay? Yeah, it's just, it really fucking, it's hitting hard right now, my friend. All right, here we go. Wait, you didn't, you didn't do the winner. Kind of sweaty. Oh, I forgot. I apologize. You know what? I better get my shit together. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean, what's next? I was like, the winner, I think? You know what? Hold on a second. Let me get my phone out. <clears throat> uh, note to self. Do not take Molly at the next noises. Try something a little... Just stick to weed. Okay. Sorry. Oh, I'm still with the show. Sorry about that. Guys, all right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm just fucking around. Uh, best thriller of the year for 2021, Steve. Now, there's a reason that I picked this one, and I'm kind of wondering if it's because it was the first thing I saw going back to the theaters after the pandemic. Well, not really after the pandemic. It's when they allowed us to do it. So... I watched this movie. I love the first one. I think uh, the, uh, the film creator of this knocked it out of the freaking park and was able to do it yet again and not even be in the movie for the most part. But he shows up, and it's not, it's not my, uh, my job to tell you the story. You just watch it if you agree with me or if you want to find out if I'm right or not or full of shit. The movie that I'm talking about is A Quiet Place 2. Just phenomenal. That's a really good movie, dude. Phenomenal, dude. Just, there's some scenes in this movie that, because I went and saw it by myself, because, you know, I do like the whole quiet place aspect of it. And uh, there's a scene in this movie where his son steps into a bear trap. 
And wow, like, like I just, I don't know, I wasn't ready for that. The way that this kid plays the pain and oh, uh, yeah. how just, you know, the, the prolonged pain for that matter throughout the movie, they're firing on all cylinders on this one. Really good. And I've seen it once after that on Paramount Plus when it came out, because it came out like super quick. I think it was one of the first movies last year to start coming out quick, yes. you know, with that, that whole COVID protocol. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's, you know, obviously you can stream it, but it's on Paramount Plus and it is a quiet place part two. John Krasinski. Emily Blunt and the lot. Fantastic. Fantastic. Good choice, man. Steve, let's move on to the biggest choke of 2021. This should be fun. All right. We're going to piss some people off, I think. Possibly. We got opinions. Steve, take it. My honorable mention is Eternal and Dune. What about yours? <laughs> You're not getting away with it that easy, sir. You can't just call out biggest choke of the year, even an honorable mention, and just go, yeah, okay, next. Why? I, because everyone agrees. They don't like Eternals. Even if you act like you do, you did not. We would have rather seen Eternals starring Kumail Nanjiani. So the Eternal. <laughs> That's what we would have rather seen. Every, I, everything else about that movie was just like a dud.com for me. That's understandable. And you've already talked about doing a lot, so I'm going to let you off the hook on that one. Uh, I will go as far as to say that uh, my honorable mention is, in fact, Eternals as well. Uh, yes. I think they called this movie The Eternals because it just wouldn't fucking end when I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, this movie was whack, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just was. And I don't give a shit if you put the, shine, the sheen of the MCU on it and promise me that it's going to tie in later. Sometimes a movie just isn't good. And no. It's just not. And it's, you know what, honestly, you know, I couldn't even throw this one into the most overrated category because I think the majority of people, at least from what I'm seeing online, tend to share our opinion. They're just like, nah, we're not buying it. I know some of y'all loved it and you could tell me why ad nauseum, but I'm just going to go ahead and agree to disagree. Eternals is not a good movie. So it that's is my, not a good movie. I no, don't it's care. Not. And that is why it's our honorable mention for biggest choke of 2021. Like, <laughs> choke. You know what I'm saying? Well done. Now, Steve, yes. I got a feeling yes. that you and I are going to see eye to eye on this one, even though you're taller than me. On the, the winner? You want the honors? You want me to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for the winner. Or the biggest loser, for that matter. And when we say choke, they had all the opportunity to make this. They had the money, mm -hmm. the budget, everything. Yep. Stars, mm -hmm. the whole yes. thing. Yeah, let's, yeah, really, let's talk about that for just a second before we give it away. I mean, maybe we, they might, we might give it away when explaining it, but good point. I'm glad you kind of brought up why we're choosing Biggest Choke on this one. This movie came out... How, when's the, when did the last one come out? Just estimate. We're okay. We don't need to be fast. 90... No, 2000, maybe what? 2002? Maybe. Matrix. Was it Revo Revolutions, right? Yeah, 2003. Jeez. Okay? So now, one of the Wachowski sisters decided to go ahead and create this movie. And I got a feeling they did it for the dollars, man. I really do. I just don't feel like the heart was in this one. I think that um, if you're going to take a movie and wait 18 years to do something with it, you better come correct and you better stick the landing on this one. I'm looking at you, Star Wars. But anyway, I'm talking about a different movie. <laughs> Yeah, fuck yeah, goddamn Star Wars. I don't even want to talk about it. Anyway, because that would have been... The, Rise of Skywalker would have definitely been my choke of the year had it been the proper year. Of but course. We're, we're, we're neither here nor there. We're talking about... Ladies and gentlemen, let me just go ahead and get the... 
get it out here because you, you, you guys, I think you know where we're going with this one. Some of you might be mad. I don't care. The winner for biggest choke of 2021 goes to Matrix Resurrections. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh my God. I did not know this man was coming. You know what? This is a little embarrassing being that I just said this, but what a good sport. We all know he's a good guy anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up to Keanu Reeves. Thank you. You came all the way for that? Damn, we must be good. A man of few words. Watch the stairs! You brought it on yourself, Keanu. I'm sorry. Medic, Andre, help him out. Thanks. Okay. He'll be all right, ladies and gentlemen. He's Keanu Reeves. He's still got a movie to make. He's got a Matrix 5, 6, and 7 to do. I've seen him fall off a building. He's fine. You know, I've seen him get bullets shot at him, and he was able to avoid each and every one of them simply by bending backwards in slow motion. I've seen him go back in time. So even if he did fall down the stairs, he won't next time around. I've seen him be the rebound boyfriend in a Netflix original playing himself. Wow, so you've seen him fall down the stairs. That means you've seen him play himself twice. Well done. He definitely played himself getting this movie out. Anyway, just kidding. Oof. Just kidding, Keanu. Thanks for coming. All right, Steve. We're winding down, I think. I think we're on the ass end of this now. Maybe not. What's next? People, everyone needs in this pandemic a time to laugh. And right now we're going to mention a few comedies that made us laugh along with the one who made us laugh the most. Ladies and gentlemen, it's best Comedy. Dan, what are your honorable mentions? I believe that the great Gibby Haynes from the Butthole Surfers once said, There's a time to laugh and a time to die. I smoke Elvis Presley's toenails when I want to get high. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense to what we're talking about, but I just wanted to throw that out there. So That's interesting. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, yeah, honorable mentions for me. I've got a couple, and I think we are going to agree on one of them. And I know where, actually, because I get spoilers. I'm looking at the list. So... <laughs> Honorable mention number one goes to Coming to America, not T.O., yes. number two. Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, they're back. Pretty much the whole cast is back, and it's the oh, last dude. time, not to bring it down, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, but it's the last time that we see Louis Anderson. Oh. He go bye-bye recently. Yes. So, uh, Such a good movie. R.I.P. Louis Anderson, and I'm not talking about your pants. Now, <laughs> let's keep on going here. Uh, don't look up, Steve. I had to throw this one in there somewhere. Now... Okay. It's a comedy. Some will say it's a comedy. I didn't really find myself laughing at this one too much because uh, it kind of scared me at the same time. You know what I mean? I'm not okay. going to go off on my rant. But let's just say that this movie kind of hit, even though it was uh, about something that, I mean, I guess could happen, but it's something that's just, it hasn't happened yet. And I think it only happens one time, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, this movie seems so relevant to me because they were using metaphors for things that are going on right now. And uh, mm -hmm. so I had to fit it in somewhere. Uh, did I laugh? Not really, but it is a comedy, uh, particularly when Jonah Hill was on screen. But other than that, I thought the rest of the cast was fantastic. So yeah, Don't Look Up is another one. And then, of course, Psycho Gorman. Fantastic movie. Uh, the first comedy that I enjoyed in 2021. Just absolutely awesome. Followed by Werewolves Within, which was the second comedy I watched. However, I have a winner, and I'll, I'll wait. So, Steve, what's your honorable mention? Only Coming to America and almost... Ex not exclusively, but Wesley Snipes' walk is enough to have <laughs> the funniest movie this year. So that's it. Who is your winner, Dan? Well, Steve, let me get out my envelope here. Oh, there's... 
Oh. Hey, Andre, can you get me a Shasta from the car? Thanks, buddy. If you guessed it, you probably know. If you can, if you can tell what bad impression I was doing, you probably know. The winner for best comedy of 2021, hands down, goes to Barb and Star, go to Vista Del Mar. They are creeping this thing. Good thing they didn't make a horror movie this year. You know what? That's not funny, Steve. They just won twice. And it was both <laughs> the comedic category. Don't exaggerate. This guy. I loved it. What can I say? I think what it is about that movie is I was expecting it to be, and it is, just a super dumb movie. But sometimes it's the, the exact amount of super dumb that I need to just make me laugh. You know what I mean? Much like, say, a movie like, say, uh, uh, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. It's ridiculous. But it is one of the funniest goddamn things I've ever seen. Not saying Barb and Star is, but for 2021 it was. So congratulations to Kristen Wiig and the crew for Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Best comedy of the year. My winner for best comedy of the year is Werewolves Within. Boy, I'm seeing the pattern here too, sir. You already got the whole werewolf they thing. Won. You got the werewolf bias, first of all. What I'm saying is they haven't won twice. I don't think anybody in my list has won twice yet. Oh, well, stay tuned. <laughs> What's next, Dan? Uh, what's next is I gotta stop rubbing myself. I'm telling you, tell me when I'm doing this shit, Steve. This shit is intense. Science is amazing. And I got it all from some 16-year-old kid at the fairgrounds. Wow. Yeah. I Should know. I be looking with Chris Hansen? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, he was 18. Let's move along, Steve. Let's get, let's, let's get out. <laughs> Have a seat there, Dan. Have a seat. Have a seat. Okay. <laughs> Why were you here? I don't know. I just thought it was, we were just making friends. <laughs> <laughs> the next category is best drama of 2021. Dan, what are your, you have a few. What are your honorable mentions? So my honorable mentions, Steve, uh, we're going to go ahead and start off with One Night in Miami. Now, technically, this movie came out in 2020, but we did watch it at the very beginning of 2021. And you know what? It's our show. I'm going to go ahead and say that it qualifies. Uh, also, Judas and the Black Messiah, another fantastic drama. It, it just, uh, it's just incredible. I mean, that's all I'm going to say about it. Cherry is another pick. And, of course, Minari is another fantastic pick starring Steven Yeun. My honorable mention is Cherry. Liked it much more than I thought I would and... Made, it showed me that Tom Holland can do a lot more than he's given. Yeah, Tom doesn't need Spider-Man. He's doing it for us. And maybe a new That's house. It. And I, he, I guess we can say he did it for us. Possibly. Looking up the rumors that there is going to be a new one, but I keep on seeing different... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I think, again, money talks, man. He and can't it... be tired of doing it. It's an easy job, I think. Well, no, but he's probably at that point in life, too, where it's like, okay, am I going to be? Because, you know, how old is he? He's the ripe old age of, what, 25, 26, something like that? Dude, that is, yeah. Yeah, he's going through some things. He thinks he's going through a midlife crisis right now. He's having an existential crisis, knowing, am I going to be stuck? He's wondering, am I going to be stuck as Spider-Man my whole life? Toby was. Toby, yeah. You he can't. never got over being Spider-Man. Toby can't. Uh, clearly, he didn't get over being Spider-Man. But, you know, I'm glad that he didn't. Garfield, it was hard to shake it. Hey, fucking Garfield, though, man. Come on. That, you know what? I'll save that for later. Let me tell you. Okay, good. Spoilers, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, man. Um, he doesn't need Spider-Man. And he can, I think we're going to see some great things from him. I mean, he's just a kid he totally still. Proved it. Just a he fucking totally kid. Proved it. Yeah. Um, well, Dan, who won for both of us drama of the year? 
Well, Steve, I think that's pretty easy, man. Best drama, I think you and I both agree on this one. The acting was just off the chain and keeps proving that Daniel Kaluuya is a force to be reckoned with. And we, again, have not seen the best that this guy can do. I, matter of fact, I think it's, this, this is showing like, yeah, and look what else I can do. Daniel Kaluuya chooses roles very carefully, I think. And they're never quite the same role, which is fantastic about him. And on top of that, the man looks threatening as hell. He's just got that look. And it tripped me out the first time I heard him talk in real life because I did not know that he was uh, from across the sea. He's a lovely old chap, isn't he? But he uh, plays Fred Hampton and uh, plays it fantastic. So anyway, I'm babbling. Judas and the Black Messiah. That's our pick for best drama of 2020, 2020. Whoa, I'm fucking high right now. 2021. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> now we get to even more fun stuff. Our next category, people. Best TV show of 2021, Ooh. and we both have quite the, it's gonna be interesting. the list of honorable. So go for it, Dan. What are your honorable mentions? We definitely watched more TV than movies last year. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I've got some, sir, and I think that I'm just in all of these. So I'll start off with Hacks. So. A WandaVision would be another one. Another show that... Um, some people just didn't care for it, but I just thought it was brilliant. And I thought that it, it showed me what Elizabeth Olsen is capable of. And she's not just that background character, I think. I'm really excited to see what's going to become of her in the next phase of the MCU. So again, WandaVision. Uh, Midnight Mass. <laughs> Mike Flanagan, dude, just knocked it out of the park. It is my, the, my most favorite thing he's done so far. And I'm just looking forward to seeing what he does next. Midnight Mass. Excellent. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, Invincible was another one, dude. Talked about that already, but uh, not just an animated series. It's a great story and an even greater comic, so check that one out. Ted Lasso Season 2. Another great one. Um, I gotta be honest with you, not as good as Season 1, in my opinion. Totally fair. But I still liked it. Uh, you know, it's a, just a great cast. These, these likable characters, and they're doing something with one who's supposed to be the most likable character, uh, or at least one of them. Uh, they're doing something completely different with them, and I'm very curious how they work that in season three so on apple tv ted lasso jason sudeikis it's it's great check it out now two more hbo max gave us mayor of east town steve and that was just another great thriller i mean it could have it could have been a thriller category it was really really good kate winslet is just excellent in that and i was glued to the screen the entire time i'm glad that i kind of got into it late because i was able to binge a lot of it as opposed to waiting week to week and i was totally cool with that but the big surprise for me, as far as my honorable mention go, uh, particularly, you know my stance on anime, Steve, but uh, recently my daughter and my niece have gotten into anime, like hardcore, and they watch a ton of them, but they wanted me to watch this one particular one that I kept putting off just because I, yes. I'm not a big fan of, of anime, and it turns out that it's like currently one of my favorite things ever right now. Not necessarily anime, but this particular show, and I'm talking about Attack on Titan. I watched, yes. Yeah, I watched that on Hulu. I have watched it uh, mostly dubbed. I've watched a few episodes subbed. But uh, more particularly, since it's last year, we're talking about Attack on Titan, the final season, part one. Fucking excellent. And You've caught all the way up till there. I'm caught up all the way. I'm in part two already. Jesus, dude, dude. that show fucking rules. And it took me a while to really get it. But I'm already on my second watch. I'm in season one right now, like episode 14 or something like that. That is so... See, I'm, I'm at the part where a certain giant eats itself to avoid... It's a titan, Steve. A certain titan eats itself to avoid getting caught. And, I'm, and, and of course, uh, you know, I got to catch up. But so far, I will say that these titans are some of the scariest things I've seen on TV before. It's, they're really unsettling. 
a well-written show knows what it's doing from beginning to end. This yes. story was yes. already... It's like if Game of Thrones would have had their shit together and finished yeah. up properly. Imagine. You know what I'm saying? It's, we just don't have that. They just sort of were flailing the, the last season. But anyway, back to Attack on Titan. The, it's always... I'm not going to act like I, I can just really, really wax about this shit because I'll be quite honest with you. I'm quite new to it, but I am fully into this show. And... Uh, it's just so well written, and it's the way that they drop these little hints that I'm finding now after going back and watching season one. You're like, oh, that doesn't even come into play until like season whatever. You know what I mean? And it's just so well done. The story's fantastic, and it just keeps getting better and better and better. And last week's episode was some of the coolest shit I've seen on television. I'll be talking about that one in this room next year, without a doubt. So Attack on Titan. Yeah, that's the pick. Um, but let's go ahead and hear your honorable mentions, and then we'll move on to the winner. My honorable mentions are Dope Sick, Fan Freaking Tastic Show, Hawkeye, which shocked me because I wasn't in on the first episode, Hacks, which we both agree on, Midnight Mass, which we both agree on, second season of Love Life is fantastic, uh, Made, which is a really good show that um, I guess it just maybe people didn't latch on. I, th- I thought it was pretty good. You're not the and only t- one that's talked about that one and raved about it. I just haven't gotten to it yet. It's good. It's good. Um, and then Ted Lasso, of course. Those are my honorable mentions. All good shows. We had a really good TV. We really did. Great picks. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, double back real quick, and I'm going to add Hawkeye to the mix as well, to the honorable mentions. And the reason that I'm adding that is that this show made me give a shit about Hawkeye. First time ever. <laughs> the entire time all these For movies real. have been out. It really right. made me give a shit about the character. Uh, it shows me that Jeremy Renner can actually do something with this character and make it you can expand on it. He's not just a background guy. It's a fantastic yes. show. It's really, really fun. I wish there was more episodes, but uh, yeah, so I just wanted to agree with you on that one. Good choice. I appreciate that. Now, Dan, who won? Who is the winner for you? All right. So apologies are in order because I talked shit on this actor for years. <laughs> and I don't know what it was. He's just always, he had always, excuse me, he had, pre- the drugs are really kicking in right now. He had previously, Steve, sort of just bored me. You know, um, very dry in his performance. And I've since come around and changed my mind on that. Oh, but yeah, my now first, he's your kind of man. He is my kind of guy, Steve. Right now you are, man. This Molly's rocking. But I just want to tell you that I owe an apology to the great Joel Kinnaman. Because he's in a little show on Apple TV. Maybe you heard of it. It's called For All Mankind. More specifically, For All Mankind Season 2. I was not fucking ready to watch this show because I tried once before and I was like, ah, Joel Kinnaman, yeah. turned it off. I was, I was looking at it from all the wrong angles. But when I finally got shaken, and I'm going to have to give credit to Brian from PCL, Pop Culture Leftovers. It's a great podcast. Listen to it. Brian talked this show up, and Paul Hart for that matter, talked this show up ridiculously. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on, you guys need to fucking calm down a little bit. But you know what? They were in the right. This show has me hooked, and I cannot wait for season three. It just, it's just firing on all cylinders, man. And you just don't know what's coming. And when it does, you're just like, ah, oh, that was the right choice. Great yes. job, people. Absolutely. Right for all mankind. Fantastic. It is my best TV show of 2020. I'm going to give, which is, yeah, that was a great pick. I'm going to give my best TV show of the year. Easy Succession. Holy crap, dude. I, I think I'm like the last person to, that needs to watch it. It's, I, I, I mean, the, it's, not even, it's not even a conversation. It's so, so good. 
Everyone out there is knocking out the part. Ladies and gentlemen, check out, you've probably already seen it. What am I talking about? So my, my pick, TV show of the year, Succession, Easy Money. Question for you, Steve. I'm going to yeah. give you a chance to go back and maybe make a, uh, an addendum to one of your picks. Honorable mention, at least. Does Brian Cox, more specifically Logan Roy, fall into one of the greater villains of 2021? Uh, the thing is, I would say he did if it wasn't so... We're, you're, you're, you're immediately initiated into him being a villain, so you just get used to it. You just love to watch him do what he does. He's like a J.R. Ewing. That's for you old kids. You don't understand that shit. That's what he does. He's Rupert Murdoch pretty much. That's who he's playing. He's Rupert Murdoch. And you're like, well, yeah, he's evil. And so, but he is a fantastic villain. And it's so funny to hear his interviews and how totally different he is. He still has the same fire, but on the right side of things. But he's still... Super fire. Uh, he has fire in him. But man, what a great... If you start watching this show, Dan, you're not going to stop. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. But I need to get to it. I will... Because didn't they just uh, drop a new season? Isn't it like in the... We're in the middle of it, right? No, it's over. Oh, it's over, over now. Okay. And the final season... Oh, anyway. I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say anything. Watch the show, Dan, and let me know what you think. Everybody, my win, succession. You've got my word, Steve. Hey, you know what? On the previous Patreon episode, you lost a bet. I did. You know... I, I won't do this to you because it's not fair. It involves way too much of your time. But if I had my druthers, sir, I would say that your pick would have to be the full series of Attack on Titan. Or, bro, I'm already at the, almost at the end. No, you're not. What season are you in? I'm like on season three. Are you really? Yeah. Okay, well then finish it up. But that's not going to be the pick. <laughs> that's not gonna... well, okay, that's the bet. That's okay, not going to be that. the pick. No, but the other one that I was thinking. <laughs> now this one, you can get me on a technicality, but I still don't think you're going to do this. I would like to say, and I realize we could talk about this. this is, I'm sorry, folks. Just, just talk amongst yourselves for a second. I would like to ask you to watch Hamilton. Oh, you know what? I will do that. Okay. You sure? Because, I mean, I could go. It's, it's a long... No, because it could be... Gr- like, if I say no to Hamilton, I'm putting myself out there for a really horrid choice. And here's the reason. Yes, that's true. If you don't pick Hamilton, it's going to get bad. <laughs> exactly. So I'm just like, Hamilton's going to be good. So I might as well just watch that. There's a reason that I want you to watch it. And the reason being is that I want you to see the original performance. Even if you go see it at the Sororian Theater. That's local. Sorry, folks. If you go, it's right around the corner, by the way. If, uh, if you go see it, you're going to get the, not even the, you're going to get the off-Broadway version. The off-Broadway tour. You know what I mean? It's not going to be the yeah, same. Yeah, and think I you should, should watch it before I get Lin-Manuel out. Yes, because that's coming real quick. Oh, man. He's doing the... Who's that other guy you say? Oh, he's doing the Dave Grohl. Yeah, you know what? That would have been a good category. <laughs> but we, we, most overexposed. But you know what? Oh. That's, that's a podcast, I think. So, yes, I think you should watch this before you get sick of him. But also, you need to see what like the original cast does before you go see it someplace I really else. do. My mom's so. been bugging me to check out... What is this song? It's called um, Satisfied. She's like, Steve, she, the watch... Whole- Satisfied. My personal favorite is like of like the uh, show is like the first half of it. Uh, just I mean it's great all the way through, but I love the songs in the first half. And I know that you're not a big musical guy, and maybe that was what was deterring you in the first place. I do love music. Then why? I just don't like television. Okay, that is fair. Episodes of music. I don't like musical movies, so I totally get that. But for some reason, this 
doesn't tra- like it does. It's not like translated into a movie. You know what I mean? Or a, a movie version of like like Cats or whatever. Take something like that. Yeah. No, you're just watching the musical and it's just well shot. But it's it's I literally mean, the musical. So I will do that for my my penance. That's an easy penance. Thank you. That's for you non Patreon people. But Steve lost a bet because he said that I was going to have COVID. I told him. I just might, but I guarantee you, I will not test positive. And I didn't. So you guys are either safe or you're not. <laughs> Andre, turn down the fan. Okay, let's move along. All right. Now, this is kind of an offshoot from the previous uh, award. What is the best single TV episode of 2021? Dan, what are your honorable... Never mind. I've got zero. Zero honorable yeah, mentions. Done. What is your winner, Dan? And now here's the funny part, Steve. I don't even watch this show anymore. I haven't watched it for, I don't know, maybe three seasons? Possibly yes. four seasons. However, uh-huh. there's a character involved in this particular episode that I've always taken to, especially when I was reading the comics. When I first read the introduction of this character and what he does, the horrific things he does, I, he catapulted to yes. one of the best villains of all time, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, his, his backstory was what I was always curious about. Um, I'll get to it, ladies and gentlemen. Just calm down. I'm babbling because I'm on the malls. So when I was reading the comics, they actually had a, like a one-off, if you will, come out yes. and playboy of all places and tell the backstory of this particular character that I'm about to talk about. And I read that and it was awesome. And then I just kind of forgot about it. And I was always wondering if they would ever get back to it because even after he appeared on the show, I sort of lost interest after the, the first season he was on. And I just, I don't know what it was. I dropped off. And then I'm reading that they're going to do the introduction or like, you know, his backstory in season 10, episode 22. So who I'm talking about is fucking Negan on the walking dead. Like I always thought he was a little bit over the top towards like after the the second season he was on it. I kind of grew tired of it. But like I said, I wanted to see this backstory. I want to see what created such a monster that Negan is. I want to see where Lucille came from. There's lots of things I wanted to see. And this honestly, you know, you could probably argue this with me, Steve, because you watched the show, but in my opinion, probably one of the best Walking Dead episodes that there have been, that I've seen, personally. Okay. Like, remember, I'm like three seasons, four seasons out. But I watched it beginning to end. I actually ended up, um, I wanted to watch it early, so I ended up getting a uh, membership to AMC+. Plus. And then when it's on AMC+, Plus, I know I got a membership. I have lots of memberships, but the, whatever it was, I got the AMC, that's what it was. Uh, I got the membership just to watch that particular episode. And then honestly, I never used a subscription again. <laughs> But it was a good episode. It was well worth it. So that's my pick. I, I apologize for the babble, but shit is really good right now. The Walking Dead, season 10, episode 22. Here's Negan. All right. My, my choice, my award for the best single episode of 2021 is All the Bells Say Succession. It is a perfect episode of television. It's probably the best one of the best episodes of television that I've seen in at least a decade. That's why everyone was talking about it. They're just like, what just happened on Succession is incredible. The acting, everything, perfection. And then how it ends, you're just like, oh my God, that's just wow. So yes, all the bells say Succession, best episode of television easily this year. It's not even close. Well, again, I will watch it. I promise. I'm going to watch that one because it's apparently too good not to watch. Between you, between Kova, all these people raving about this shit. So Succession is going to be the top of my list. It's perfect. 
All right. It's a bold statement. I'm going to call you out if it's not. (laughs) Moving along, Steve, we got best action movie. Let's start wrapping this shit up, ladies and gentlemen, because I got to go out and dance. So, honorable mentions, Steve. Go for it. My honorable mentions are the following. Nobody, which I really dug, Bob Odenkirk killed it, and Wrath of Man that had no business being as good as it was. (laughs) Good choice, dude. Really good choice. Who knew that that movie was going to be as good as... Like, I've seen Jason Statham movies. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen a lot of them. (laughs) And they're all Jason Statham movies. They're fun. They're fun to watch. But Wrath of Man was the shit. I really liked it, man. I, I did not. I just put it on while I was doing some other stuff. And next thing you know, I'm sitting down and being like, eh, yeah, look at this guy. It's a great pick, dude. Great pick. Very good pick. I, I really liked it. So those are my honorable mentions. What about you? Uh, honorable mentions. First up, guess what? Wrath of Man. It makes it in there. there I just said, I just said why. It's fantastic. Nobody's another one. We talked about that one as well. Uh, Bob Odenkirk kills it. I hope there's a sequel to that one. I would really like to see a sequel to that. I would really, really like to see that character enter the John Wick universe somehow. And if they can make that happen, awesome. Keanu, you feeling all right? Make that shit happen. And then my last honorable mention uh, came out later in 2021. And it was a nice breath of fresh air for the Marvel the MCU. I mean, it was just, uh, we hadn't really seen a character like this that they've provided for us yet, at least in the MCU. And it was nice to get a little bit of diversity on the screen, homie. I think we, you know, much like how, you know how like you felt that, that sense of representation when Black Panther came out? Oh, absolutely. Like, I think that it was awesome to see that for the Asian population. I mean, they were just going apeshit for this movie. And when I went in, yeah. it was a huge Asian crowd and I was really digging watching everyone just enjoy, like little kids see themselves mm-hmm. on screen. You know, maybe that sounds a little cliche, but the experience I had with this movie was fantastic. If you go to the right Marvel movie, you're going to have a great time at the theater just doing their thing. And this was one of those nights. So Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, it just had a different aesthetic than most of the other movies. And I think that in a year where we get the Eternals and we get, I liked Black Widow, but it wasn't the best movie. Uh, But when you get the Eternals, it's nice to have a Shang-Chi. You know what I mean? So that's my pick for honorable mentions. So uh, I will give my winner. My winner? Her best action movie of the year is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Game. Bravo. Bravo, sir. Nice pick. I appreciate that. What about you, Dan? The winner for best action movie of the year, ladies and gentlemen. This really kind of goes without saying, in my opinion, but everyone to each their own. Spider-Man No Way Home. Talk about a payoff. Talk about bringing some closure to different franchises, yes. bringing back the original actors who were all on point and, and they seemed like they wanted to be there. It wasn't like they were just there for the paycheck. They put the performance in. And quite frankly, that movie sparked, it was like, a, it was like dropping a, a rock into, into the water and watching the ripples. I guarantee you we're going to get a, Gar, a Garfield movie. It's going to be coming out. I think we're going to see an amazing Spider-Man part three or at the very least... Maybe, and I, I hope they do it right if they do this, maybe Garfield going into the Venom world? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I'm just saying. I think that we're going to see something. I think that uh, he's definitely expressed that he wants to play Spider-Man again, and we may need a new one, so I loved it, dude. Just everything about this movie was just fantastic. I, I smiled, again, mentioning movie theaters. Uh, it was like watching Endgame in there. The way that everyone was just screaming for this movie and clapping. And normally that shit really bugs me, mm-hmm. but I was one of them doing it. And it was just, a, it was an experience. It was more than just watching a movie. It was an experience. That's beautiful. Spider-Man No Way Home. All right, what's next, Dan? All right, closing in. Next up, best animated television show. 
I'll go quick, Steve. I know you don't have any honorable mentions for this one. Uh, real quickly, uh, best animated television show. We got Invincible. We have Masters of the Universe. Kevin Smith's uh, Masters of the Universe Revelations Part 1. It was just really great. He did something with this one where he was able to take what we loved about the old show that was just so terrible if you go back and watch it again. But he, that, that look of it and just the characters, you know, he, he kept them very much the same, but he gave it that Kevin Smith spin and he didn't turn them into like Silent Bob or Jay or anything like that. He just made this awesome world. Great cast. And it was awesome. I still haven't watched season two or the uh, part two, but uh, part one of Masters of the Universe Revelations was just off the fucking chain. And then at the end of the year, South Park post-COVID dropped on Paramount+. Plus. Trey Parker and Matt Stone have a fantastic way of like holding the mirror up to the world and saying, look how dumb you are sometimes. And this is just another one of those instances like that. It's, it's great. Uh, they're supposed to be, I think it, I may be wrong on my number, but I want to say it's like one of possibly seven little shorts that they're going to be putting out. Not necessarily a short, but they're not doing the series for Paramount Plus. It's just going to be like these little movies that come out. Post-COVID Part 2, or Return to COVID, I think it was, uh, just came out too. So uh, now you can watch them both, and I highly recommend if you are a South Park fan and you haven't seen this, to check it out. Because you get to see, you get to see the kids like, as adults and dealing with this COVID ridiculousness, and it's, a, it's very of its time. So I like it. That's awesome. Now, Steve, who is your winner for Best Animated Television Show? I mean, you kind of just... Uh said it and it goes without saying so until I haven't watched all the Titan but I'm going with Invincible and uh, since you wanted to spoil mine just kidding I already talked about it I kind of gave it away earlier Attack on Titan season 4 part 1 was the best animated television show that I've seen all year now I will say I'm kind of getting into anime and I'm not going to say which ones I'm watching because the, the kids are just non, they're just relentless with shoving uh -huh. anime down my throat right now. But there's a couple of winners I'll be talking about next year, I think, too. I'm really kind of getting into this and not going crazy just yet. There's a certain style I like, but Attack on Titan is my shit and that is my winner. You have a lot, you like a lot of the screaming, but like, you're not going to get me! You like that? Oh, um, no, <laughs> not at all. That's why I'm having trouble watching Demon Slayer. Man. Yeah, they, they, they scream a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I, I really, uh, Demon Slayer is a beautiful anime. It's like, it's just fucking awesome how it looks. And I think I will watch this one, but there's a certain character in that one that like, makes that voice. And I'm, I, I think me kind of like dipping my toe in the water and working through Attack on Titan and then also Jujutsu Kaisen is another one. Uh, I'm starting to kind of find the Have you checked out um, My Hero Academia? I've seen My Hero Academia. You don't like it? I watched that. No, I did. I just never finished it. Neither did I, dude. That's so weird that you say that. Yeah, I think we talked about that one, like one of the very first episodes we did. Yeah, I, I never finished it. I should. You should. Let's. Let's. Well, first I got to, you know, I, I have this Hamilton to deal with. You got to watch Hamilton. You got to watch, uh, you got to catch up on Attack on Titan. Yes. And then we'll talk. Yes, All I right. do. Moving along. Right. Best anime television show, ladies and gentlemen. Check them out. Up next, best Netflix original, Steve, kick it. Honorable Mentions or Squid Game, which was amazing. And... Obviously, it was so close, dude. And Midnight Mass, it was so close. What about yours? Well, Squid Game, of course. And um, the harder they fall was tremendous. And honest, quite honestly, could have made, should have made. I'm not entirely sure, but like, god damn it, the harder they fall was so good. Oh. It is an honorable mention, however. But my pick for best Netflix original was Midnight Mass. And maybe it's because I got to spend a little more yes. time with it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like week to week, no, I got to know. It's just like, so close. It just depends on what day you wake up. That's, that's all it is. 
Exactly. Like, I mean, like I said, I wasn't kidding about the whole being in a hotel room and watching this thing. And I was just like glued to yes. it, watching Midnight Mass. And it just the acting was tremendous. I had no idea when I watched the first episode that we were going to end up in this weird territory of like, say, episode three, four. It just completely flips. And it's, uh, it takes this. I love those little elements of like shows like um, where it's like small town stuff yes. or small communities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, remember like Northern Exposure? Uh-huh. Remember that show? Shit like that. Yeah. But this is not Northern Exposure. This is just this. this uh, the set in this island, if you will, of just these very interesting people that all know each other's business. And that isn't even the thick of the story. It's just when you get to the, the plot twist and what transpires Man. after that plot twist, it's just fucking fantastic. So applause to, to Mike Flanagan and the crew. Midnight Mass. My award for best Netflix original goes to The Harder They Fall. Props to everyone involved. It was an amazing film. It's just Netflix. It could have gone either way this year. It could have been, I mean, Midnight Mass. You remember how much I went nuts over that. And I was so excited when you called me. You're like, you know, it's funny. Gail's watching that now. I was like, yeah. oh, word. She's like, yes, she's enraptured. That's right. That was another one of those screeners that we got where you were like, look, you got to go to the preview content. <laughs> don't, don't. Just hit play. That's all you said. Just hit play. Oh don't look into God, it. God, dude. And that's what I did, man. And it was just fantastic. So again, thank you. I mean, so it could have gone, I, it could have gone either way. I'm, I'm giving it to Hard They Fall. You gave it to me. My, so they both won. They're both winners, ladies and gentlemen. They're That's right. Yeah. Trophies are coming. Uh, they are stuck in a crate somewhere in the Pacific right now because they were coming from China. Oh, we'll, we'll get it to you. We'll get it to you. We'll get it to you. All right, Steve. It's going to get sad for just a quick second. This category, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, regarding people that are no longer with us. So this is a celebrity death that hit us the hardest. Don't say if you want to live long, they have no use for your song. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead and out of this world. What are your honorable mentions, man? Oh, I'll do my honorable mentions. Uh, number one, Cicely Tyson. She's been around since I was just, I've always known her as being here. Uh, and Betty White, obviously. Same reason. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They were on, they were like, uh, I had those, I, well, I have Betty White and I have uh, Vicente Fernandez. Do you know anything about Vicente Fernandez? Well, if you're Mexican, Steve, and you like to get drunk and you like to be sad, this is the music to listen to when you're drunk and sad. It's just, uh, it's, he was the most famous mariachi musician out there. That's beautiful. And he was just beloved by the Mexican community. And he passed away. I think it was natural causes. I don't think COVID got him, but he was up there. But he means so much to like the Mexican community and like the mariachi okay. community that it had to go mentioned. Absolutely. And I, I felt that shit. And then uh, Tawny Katane. I do remember her. <laughs> Video shit. Video Dixon. Dancing on the car with David Coverdale, singing about her and stuff like that. Here to stay on the night, I hear the whoop out, honey, sniffing around your dog. All that shit. Sorry, I got the COVID, so the uh, fovid, as Gail calls it, because I didn't test a positive. But, uh, oh, anyway. that is really clever. Yeah, she's good, man. Fovid? She called it, when I, when I got my test back and it said negative, she said, you got fovid 19. <laughs> that is so, that would, if she did that on Twitter, it's over. That's what people would just call it. She does not give herself enough credit. Holy Actually, she gives her off. Crap, she gives all the credit because if I she gives all the credit because if I say her joke, she will say, "Uh, uh, uh, that's mine." She will call me out. So I'm a bit of a plagiarist, but I did give her credit 
COVID-19. Jesus, that's genius. She's good. Holy really good. crap. I'm going to Google it on Twitter to see if anyone said it. Jesus. How do you spell it? F-A-U-X-V-I-D? Yeah, well, while Steve does that, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the celebrity <laughs> death, the winner. Someone The did. celebrity, really, well, you know. But. No, but I, I know she didn't know that. And for her brain to process it that fast. That was purely organic. Holy crap, she's good. Anyway, go on. So, <laughs> Steve and I have both agreed that the saddest celebrity death, the one that hit us the hardest, is going to go to Bismarcky. Everyone knows that Jesus, song. That's so sad. You could be at your work in some office in a little clerical department and the radio's on and you're working with some of the most unhit people ever. But when that song oh, comes so on, everybody knows everybody. it. Was, he was awesome. He just did his own thing. I remember he came to Fresno and he was at the Tower Theater. And he was doing a show and he was just playing off of a, he had like a, like a disc man. (laughs) He was just singing along with his disc man. And then there was one point where he just wanted everyone on stage with him just dancing. Didn't matter. There was no, like he just told the security to chill and they were all dancing with him and stuff. He toured with Yo Gabba Gabba. So even the kids knew Bismarcky. That's beautiful, man. He was a part, a major part of like the, the style of like the Beastie Boys. You know what I mean? They gave him respect. And, it, and it's like Check Your Head and some of the other albums, you can hear him doing some shit on there. He was a big, you know, good friend of theirs. So Bismarcky is now chilling with MCA in hip-hop heaven. Jesus. Goodbye, Bismarcky. We're getting old, bro. We are getting old. It's getting kind of scary. Yes. Yes. These are people that... One day they'll be talking about us. Holy cow. Or they won't. They probably won't, but it's, it's a nice hey. thing to think. <laughs> Steve... Best documentary. Hey, guys, you're going to love this one because Steve's got some opinions. Because we saw some really, really really good ones, dude. Documentaries this year. And there was a point where I was like, I was choosing between three of them. And the only reason that my winner is what it is is because of how grandiose the whole thing was and the work that was put into it. The I won't go there yet. I'm I'm already starting to pop my load here. Let's back up a little bit and talk about the honorable mentions. Because I'm excited right now, Steve. Good picks. All oh, around. Um, what do you got? My honorable mentions are The Alpinist and Summer of Soul. Is it The Alpinist, Steve, or would you rather like give it to The Alpinist? Is it Alpinist? Yes, The Alpinist. Alpinist I like better. Okay, let's just check it. Okay. That's your choice. You do you. If you say the finest, we don't be like, that's the thinnest woman I've ever seen. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sucks when someone does that to you, huh? Actually, no, I'm but, kidding. Uh, it's okay. The Alpinist and what else? Summer of Soul. That was such a fun episode for us because of we just watched it. Uh, by the way, I'm not trying to sell you or anything like that, but if you want to hear our review of Summer of Soul, uh, you can. Did we release that one? We had it's to. a Patreon episode. Oh. But, no, 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 no. It's a Patreon episode, but I think I may have thrown that one out on the feed. So feel free to check it out. If it's not there and you want to hear us talk about Summer of Soul, hey, join Patreon. But I'm not here to sell you. I'm just letting you know. 
My pick, Steve. Here's my honorable mentions. You ready? Yep. All right. We got Val. The documentary that was made by Val Kilmer's son. Through the eyes of Val Kilmer with so much footage because he, he just loved capturing home video. So we have so much footage to go through on this one and it's just a great story and it's, uh, it's through, it's actually the words of Val Kilmer spoken by his son, you know, and his, his, own son were, his son's own words too rather, but um, really good, really sad. It's one of those things where it's like, God, how did someone like that get the way they did, you know? Cancer's a bitch. Jesus, man. It's, it's, uh, it's bittersweet to watch this one, but I recommend you check it out. It's on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Uh, then, of course, as Steve said, The Alpinist. Uh, that was a great one. Fantastic. We talked about that recently. And uh, one of the most extreme cats uh, you'll see. And uh, I'm not going to say any more about that, but check it out. The Alpinist on Netflix is fantastic. And uh, one that you didn't watch, Steve, but I really, really think you should now. It's worth a rental if it's not already at streaming someplace. Is Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. I didn't know a lot about him. I wasn't one that watched all of his stuff, but I had to watch this movie. Actually, it was assignment for another podcast, Pop Culture Leftovers. And I'm really glad I did, man. It was just, it was, it's, it's a stunning documentary, but it's just very, very sad. And it's just like these people that you see on TV that are bringing you joy or making you laugh. Not necessarily both for him, for Anthony Bourdain, but like, you know, say someone like, say, uh, Robin Williams or something like that. You truly don't know what's going on in someone's head. And this really just doesn't pull any punches about how Anthony Bourdain felt about death and, and love and his own life. So um, I highly recommend you check that one out. And then, of course, as Steve mentioned, Summer of Soul. Just so good. The performances on this are just bar none, and you get to see these, these performances that you may not ever see again unless you're really doing some YouTube combing. And the one, I'm, one of the, my favorite ones was uh, Nina Simone. She just came out and just killed it. So, so many different ones. A Sly and the Family Stone. It's great. It's a quest love genre, Steve. Yes. Check that one out. It's on Hulu. Now, this could have been in the honorable mentions, but because it was, it was just so big and so much work put in this and the name behind it, the names behind it, and the fact that you could just be a fly on the wall and watch greatness go down is why this movie wins for me. But Steve, you are the bigger fan of this particular band. Go ahead and tell me what you think about it. And tell these people what, what won, by the way. The winner of H.O.N. in general's documentary of the year is Get Back. It is a perfect documentary. That's all we can say. It was, I heard songs that I didn't even know that they wrote in recording sessions just happening organically. You, it's a fly-on-the-wall documentary, which, that's, which is what I want every music documentary to be, a fly-on-the-wall. If there's going to be performances, I want to see, well, show me the rehearsals. <laughs> Let me see that, at least. It's perfect. It's everything I wanted in a Beatles documentary, and it was amazing, amazing. Uh, what more can you say about this incredible documentary? They, it deserves the massive trophy that's going to be sent to Paul McCartney personally, and I can't wait for him to tell you know what his response is going to be to us which is going to be quite personal so we may not tell you guys what he says to us but uh, uh very i'm really looking forward to it though what y'all don't know is that we have a good friend of ours who's really no good friends deal. with no paul no mccartney deal. i mean he doesn't like to brag about it but let's just say they're like golfing and shit on the weekends yes. and going to like football yes. games and shit you know what i mean they're having pints in the pub sharing stories trading baselines Johnny Bucks is going to get us an interview with, with him one day. I really feel it. Unless he, of course, 
You gotta understand though, ooh, Electric Shock yeah, is now well, becoming a major, major hit. So he may just choose to have us on with him on his show, which is totally understandable. He's doing the legwork, Steve. Yeah, he is. Friends with Paul McCartney. That deserves an award in itself. John, we're sending you one too, guys. All right. Now, Steve, guess what? Yes. Two left. Hey. We're almost done with this year's noises, believe it or not. Thank God I gotta go out dancing and screwing. So let's go ahead and get to it. Best director of 2021. I wanna start off with one Steve Hudson. Steve. You may wanna start off because I don't have honor- honorable mentions. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. James Samuel for The Harder They Fall. Great movie, great direction, action packed, some dope ass lines, great performances by all, and uh, I think we need a sequel on this one. This is one I could actually see a sequel for. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, I really think this one deserves a sequel. Uh, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Another great movie, and somehow I feel like I didn't give this one a high enough credit, but it's fantastic. Just mm. Promising Young Woman, check it out. Uh, it's just great direction, and it's, a susp- it's like super suspenseful, and you need to be watching it. Mike Flanagan pops up again for Midnight Mass. Edgar Wright. This might rub Steve the wrong way, but for Last Night in Soho. Uh, he liked this movie less than I did. I don't know if you even really liked it that much. I didn't like it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I know why you didn't, but I enjoyed all the acting in that, and I love it. It's very, as most Edgar Wright movies are, it's quite stylish. And I think that when you listen to people talk about this movie, that is definitely one of the things that they talk about more so yes. than, say, the movie. Yes. But nevertheless, it definitely gets my pick for an honorable mention. Uh, John Watts. Spider-Man No Way Home. Easily could have been my director of the movie. But the next two just made sure to be like, nah, 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 Johnny, calm down a little bit. And my last honorable mention goes to Justin Chan for Blue Bayou. I already told you why. It's fan-fucking-tastic and you need to watch it. But out comes this dark horse that I don't think anyone was expecting. And if you go back few years and you watch a movie called Cabin in the Woods there's a character in that movie he's like a, he's like your typical uh, I'm the stoner guy that they're bringing along in this group of yep. teenagers for the comedy relief he'll probably die you never know maybe he'll be the last one to live watch the movie but there's this guy named Fran Kranz that plays this character and until recently I didn't know he was even a director or a, or a filmmaker. I just thought he was an act, like an actor that I may or may not ever see again. And guess what? I didn't get the fucking memo. So Fran Kranz is the director of Mass. I don't want to talk too much about this one because I can go on and on. But when you can take four people and put them in a room with really, I mean, like you got like, let's see, what are the props? Maybe a, a flower, like a flower pot. Uh, maybe some some uh, some paper mache shit on the wall. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Uh, some some food in the background. Maybe some of those little uh, you know those little uh, I don't know quiches or some shit. I don't know what they had on the table. But it, there's nothing going on in the scenery. It is four people at a table acting like I haven't seen in a very long time and crushing my soul. And with I'm sure they would have all done fantastic with another director, but this was Fran Kranz's direction and the way that he had these people do their lines and. The editing that involved in this one and how he, his vision for this movie, I just don't think could be any better. It is just absolutely fantastic, and he gets my win for Best Director of the Year. That is totally fair. Thank you. It's trying to. <laughs> my Best Director of the Year pick is the man behind The Heart of They Fall, a black western James Samuel. Yeah. Fantastic, wonderful job, setting is amazing. 
Um, just everything worked for me on for this movie, as you know. Wonderfully done. I can't wait for the sequel if there is one. There better be one, otherwise there is no justice in this world. James Samuel, Heart of the Fall. Nice pick, dude. You know, the more I think about it, we really were spoiled with movies. Even though we didn't see as many as we normally do last year, we were spoiled. We were, no question. It's nice to have streaming services in a time where, you know, you could walk outside and die. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? <laughs> you can quote me. <laughs> I, put that quote. Thanks. Quote. There's, there's plenty to put. Put that on the cover of a DVD. Plenty Spider-Man, to Spider-Man, No Way Home. There it is. There you go. Oh, well, I, I did go and see that one. And maybe yeah, that's why I got COVID-19. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment has come. We have reached the last category. We want, I, thank you very much for staying awake. First of all, a, a thanks to the Wendigo. You know, just for showing up. It's been a, it's been a rough night. You know, we've, we've been here for a while now. So let's go ahead and cap things off with the H.O.N. Movie of the Year. Stephen Eugene Hudson, would you please do the honors? My honorable mentions are Shong Shi, Spider-Man, no, Summer of Soul, and Judas and the Black Messiah. You damn. And, uh, by the way, any particular order on those? Nope, all of them are just fine. Just all gems of movies, huh? You know, the funny thing is, uh, oddly enough, Shang-Chi could have won because it overrode my dislike for Aquafina. And I was like, that means it's a really good movie. But it did not. For you to stop paying attention to Aquafina. That's tough. You know what? I think you're already working for her because you gave her so much attention as it is, though. You so know, it's true. She got you, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah, whether or not you, you like this, she has an effect on you to where she's like living in your brain rent free. It's true. If you dislike someone, that's a lot of that's a lot of empty space they're taking up. I'm sure she's a lovely person, Steve. You really gotta reconsider. Okay. You know what I should have done is I should have made you watch Oh Too late. I think you need to watch the farewell instead oh, that's of Hamilton. Not be. It's already Hamilton, bro. Fair enough. Okay, but I'm gonna kick myself for that for the rest of my life because I'm really glad I should have picked people- I should have picked an Aquafina movie. But you know what would have happened? You know what would have happened is that I, you would have watched this movie. You would have seen how incredible it is. And yet you still would have went, no, I'm not buying it. Because you just don't like it. I guess it. we're not going to ever know. That's on me, man. See, kids, don't do drugs. It makes you make bad decisions. <laughs> and you were in a rush. You were like, Hamilton. I'm yeah. like, okay. I get to watch a good movie? I know, I know. You it's my get, fault. You didn't get to see, and you you missed out on watching freaking Killer Couch. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think I'm okay. And dogs, sleeping dogs lie. Sleeping dogs lie. There was a, a dog soldiers you need to watch. Oh my! But that's not even a. That's a. a, a you have to watch that. But anyway, sleeping dogs lie is going to happen though, because folks, this is on a Patreon episode. But if uh, apparently, well, you know what? Listen to the Patreon episode. Yes. It's kind of gross, but it's really funny. It's right up Dan's alley, and, and you're going to walk away being like, "Why didn't I watch this movie?" I take there? offense to that, sir. Considering the content of this, how is it right up Dan's alley? Because you like sinister stuff like Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, you're going to like true. all of his movies. Like if, when you watch true. Willow Creek, you're going to love that too. All right. Strong words, but I believe you, sir, because I trust you. Thank you. All right. My honorable mentions. Only got two of them. I sure, I'm sure that I could have come up with more, but I'll make it short because I've already talked about these. Judas and the Black Messiah, another fantastic movie. It easily could have won for movie of the year. Again, Lord have mercy. And Spider-Man No Way Home. Same thing. 
fantastic. Had me at the just literally on the edge of my seat, and I'm still smiling thinking about this movie. But undeniably, I have to give it. Well, let's see. Is it my turn or your turn, Steve? Should I just do it? Yes. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and just give my winner right now. You know what? Get bring out. There it is. Bring out the oversized envelope. This thing's bigger than Steve. Hold on a second. Jesus, it's wrapped in plastic. Okay. Jesus. It says for Gile. It must be Italian. All right, here we go. The winner for HON Movie of the Year. And I just couldn't, there's just no question about it. There's no other argument with this one. It goes to Mass, directed by Franz Cran. Absolutely fantastic. It tore my heart out. And I, I have to give it to it. Mass. Fantastic pick, dude. Thank you very much. My pick for HON Movie of the Year, 2021, January to December. The Heart of the Fall. Yeah, uh, you love that movie, man. I really love that movie, dude. That's I great. I love seeing, especially seeing just Regina and Idris eat up scenery. I mean, what more can you? Line after line, gory, violent, like just everything that you want in a Western, really. Yeah, and Regina with her amazing self. You got a crush on Regina King, don't you? What is the bell going to think about that one? Where is she tonight anyway? Is she here? No, she's back. You know, it's funny. Her, her person is um, Matthew McConaughey, and she's back there looking for him. Thank goodness he didn't come. That's good. Where's Gail? Gail's hunting down the rock somewhere. Like, he would show up. <laughs> he, I mean, we did not. We, maybe we should have had something where his movies would have been nominated, and she would have been able to meet him. I just thought about something, man. Now, we're out here. We can't leave just yet. We're going to leave soon. Our girls are with their dreamboats backstage. What could be going on right now? They're not here, remember? No, because I'm high as fuck. <laughs> they didn't show up. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Jesus. Don't do drugs, It's time kids. to go, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to go. It's time to dance and turn it out. If you guys want to be hanging out with me later, I'm going to be at the club with my shirt off, piercing my nipples, and dancing to the beat. <laughs> I'm going to be going home and watching Hamilton. There you go. That's a hell of a night right there. We're both going to have a lot of fun, Steve. I'll just have more. Hey, you guys out there, you guys with your headphones in your ears or driving in your car or commuting, wherever you're going, we are the Heroes of Noise, and we thank you very, very much for sticking with us, and we hope, we really hope that you enjoyed this show. We put some work into it, you know what I mean? So thank you guys for showing up. Thank you for sticking around, and thank you for just, just being there for us, man. We can't do this show without you, so... From the bottom of our hearts, you guys are just wonderful people, and thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to come back and entertain you. Thank you so much. God bless you, everybody. People, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace, and thanks for listening to The Noisies. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.